Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, everything is like super duper encrypted and shit. And so now, I mean, like Big Brother is always watching. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't put all my faith into a company saying, "Yeah, we don't got no back door. We don't create no key." key. But the federal government was trying to say, "No, create a back door, create a key." Right. So everything is masked um, on a chip that's actually on the phone. And not on a server somewhere. So it allegedly, it don't know. Apple don't know your password mm-hmm. because it's secured on a on the actual chip and not just on the internet. It's right. some interesting shit, but at least lie to me. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. If you respect me enough to make me think <laughs> yeah. I got some kind of privacy, but don't just give up the information and shit like that. Well, that's even like with WhatsApp when it was talking about everything is encoded, encrypted, and ah yeah. ah. And now you sitting here looking like the Tate brothers got. Transcripts of what they was texting back and forth on the WhatsApp, talking about they was framed or whatever. But I thought it was encrypted; you couldn't get the shit. Yeah, that's but now that's an entire fucking manuscript of a conversation. And what's going on with them is kind of crazy because you you can't even provide me with actual charges yet. But it's been like what sixty days they've been over there. Yeah, yeah, something like that. The yeah. the prosecutor just mm-hmm. kept saying, "Well." Uh, petitioning the judge Well let's hold them For another 30 days While we They gonna have to Let them out I don't yeah, know but, What the fuck They but do The laws there. is different Over there It's, it's not right. the same laws here we, Romania you, you, Yeah you thinking of Laws <laughs> here It's a, it's a whole that, other world duh, That's one of my Biggest fears Is to be locked up Abroad you know, I, I used to watch <laughs> I used to watch That show mm. But like Going to A hospital In a in a foreign country and going to jail in a foreign country experience. are two things I'll yeah. never want to deal with. Uh, depending on what what country for the hospital, I might be straight because we America hospital we do, in Canada be all right. Like hospitals in America, but, we be doing some wild shit. Yeah, a lot of countries don't even allow our food to come in their country though. Like animals, nah. plants, all all types of shit. And the, some of the medicine we give them, like, nah, we wouldn't get that shit to our people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, <laughs> a, hos- <laughs> a hospital in America. I mean, in Canada, probably cool. Nigga. And what's so crazy is I don't want to go same. to a hospital in Tulum. It'd be the same. <laughs> it'd be the same drug company, but we got oh, this the American pill. We yeah. can't get this shit off in even with COVID, Australia. Canada had a vaccine for COVID before the U.S. did. They was like, "We ready." I don't trust Canada though. I don't. Well, I'm not allowed in Canada. I'm, I'm I, I have a lifetime Red Bull. I, I had that same issue. They want a letter of apology before they let me back in. Man, it's fuck a, Canada. It's a I, whole I had, process that I had to go that I have to go through. I had a, a, de- a decade long Red Bull initially, and this was back when Club One Twelve was a thing in, in Windsor. Yeah, and um, from there I got the decade long because I got I ended up got into a fight. Put a, I heard a dude. He ended up putting in a medical induced coma. Mm-hmm. That they charged me with. 10-year ban, whatever, whatever. After the 10 years, they got a, I got a nice letter in the mail saying that I'm eligible to apply to visit again. So I'm like, all right, cool. I went to do that. My own dumbass not checking my car properly and um, got arrested for, um, what is it, a, a contraband fire, uh, a firearm contraband. In Canada? In Canada. So it was having like a bullet or something? I had my tactical vest that had... Uh, a, ma- uh, a mallet, a hatchet, a Bowie knife, uh, six 32-round magazines. And in Canada, you're only allowed to have 10-round magazines. That's the limit. That's the max, period. End of discussion. Fuck Canada. So I got charged with, I'm a, on paper, I'm an international arms smuggler. Yeah. And I got a <laughs> lifetime red ball from Canada. And, and I'm going to go back. Them motherfuckers told me, they was like, listen, 
sign this paper, we let you out, you admit guilt on what you did, and we let you go tonight after you pay a fine. I'm like, but I can go home today. He was like, yeah, this is like seven hours after I've been locked up. I'm like, but I can leave tonight, like go home tonight. And they was like, yep, you signed Let me paper. sign this shit on the border. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm putting my hand so, over here. <laughs> leave my foot here and yeah. I sign it. Yeah, but no, they let me go. Take me to the U.S. Embassy it, and let's man, do this paperwork. It was bad. It was, yeah, I'm like, bro. Yo, there got to be a U.S. Embassy in Canada, ain't it? It is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yo, America's a wild place. Nigga, we got an American, Embi- a U.S. Embassy everywhere. Can you imagine the Russian Embassy <laughs> Absolutely not. In, in America, absolutely not. Like when you hear you are Russian, spe- like, right? Yeah, it's crazy. They call it Putin's place. <laughs> no matter where you go, you can you can, right. you can take your ass to American embassy and be relatively safe. I mean, that Benghazi shit was my uh. My you got to get there though. Yeah, because yeah, my old lady was born in Okawa, Japan. Okay. But she was, you know, military, her father's, you know, service. And so her being born there, she's a U.S. citizen. Yeah. And have to go through no whatever. And I laugh because I had to go through immigration to become a U.S. citizen. I'm like, you was but born. But she was born like on a military base. Right. So, and okay. I'm like, this is some bullshit. Your ass was still born in Japan. Right. Because I'm like, I'm like, the country I was born in is much closer to, to the U.S. than where you was at. So my homeboy, so, same, like, same so, thing. Both his sons were born in France while he was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And they are technically American citizens. Right. Yep. Yep. Because so they're on, know on that sovereign for, soil. So when you're on sovereign soil and you're an American, what time is it? On your on your birth certificate, is mm. it American time or is it that time in? No, it's the time Japan. Where, yeah, yep, yeah, where you the time at. where you at? Mm-hmm. Because when it says where, because you're on American soil, but your birth certificate probably still say Japan, mm-hmm. or that should be like America. No, it it it, it puts naval base da 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 da. Or or not naval, but military insert branch. Yeah, base ah uh, located in ah uh, uh, but it's you know of course it's USA property. Yeah. All right, man, let's get this shit cracking. All right. <clears throat> this episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over West Side, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for West Side niggas, nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match, big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric recline. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on the mind. Yo, what up though? Shaman J Johnson, aka the Tim Foyo Hat Titan, aka the Conspiracy Realist, aka the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text you with your green bubbles, aka. Only the bake my equals everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, Don? It's your man, Dame. Three underscores, 313. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA. High Chief, Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It's the honorable Judge Boss Dame and his bitch. All rise. 
Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 357. On you hoes. Uh, 357. Uh, we can't do this too long because... Um, well, I know what you're going to play. The powers that be, dun, dun, be dun. you know, be doing their thing. On my Harlem niggas, my BK niggas. Back up town, baby, Lennox Ave. My boy is on Broadway. All day. Uh, uh. Hey, yo, you love the way I rap black. Step at that. Yo, this is Cam. In my personal opinion, this is my my favorite Cam album, and uh, he was just in the super duper creative bag. Like this whole album was different than any other Cam record. But um, he said he don't like this album, so he don't he don't perform it. Yeah, he said it wasn't him. It was like the label or the one that do this. But he so he thinks it's his worst album, but I I think it's his best album. He just performed three fifty three that song live yeah. for the first time this year. What him and Mace? Man, I love that shit though. Yeah, but that whole that whole the whole, the whole project, the um everything. And, and I'm gonna go with one of your theories. He's never rapped like that again. Never. That was the only album where he rapped like sort of that 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 double time flow. And it's like Ti first album is unlike any of his other albums. I mean, it's still a little bit of T.I. And, and I feel like artists got to find that sound. But he was like T.I. was rapping about him having a fight in heaven with him and the devil. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is crazy. Yeah. It was fun, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, him and the devil was scrapping yeah, he, it out. And he all. doesn't rap like that. Yeah. He, after that album, that was it. Now, on the the joint, he did the praying for help where he was still on that. But uh, Bill just Kyle's on that creative. <laughs> you know, when you young and you rapping, you be... All type of shit. You rap about any fucking thing. Take your whole life to come up with your first album. That's a big fact. Big your whole fact. life. It take a long time to be overnight success. And a lot of artists don't rap like they did on their first album. As much as I love Snoop Dogg and Doggy Style and all the conspiracy theories you can make about it, Snoop doesn't rap like that anymore. He's never rapped like that ever again. <laughs> like literally. Never. I mean, and I still think Snoop talking dog about the top of the stack. I don't lag for a second, and I still reckon the dopest motherfucker that you're hearing on the record is me. You see, S N Double up. Now he spelled his name every time he get a fucking chance. And I think Snoop has ha- still had like credible albums, but like the way he was rapping on Doggy Style never happened again. Nope. Mm mm. Nope. Who else fit that? Now. Just to, 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 to make sure people understand, we're not like talking bad. Cause not rapping like your second, first album don't mean your second album wasn't fucking amazing and you were still kicking ass. We always say this one, but when Big went to life after death, it sounds nothing like ready to die. I've never heard a transition between first album to second album like that before. Life after death sounds night and day. Yeah. It's so much better. I was listening to uh, Ready to Die again recently, and half the album is still good. Well, the singles. Like, it's like half of it is just like, I don't give a fuck what time of day or what, what year we're in. This shit still sound good. Give Me the Loot is, is Give Me the Loot. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was Biggie rapping voice, f- both verses for years. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Because he was looking at me like, uh, no, no, I heard. I've I've known that for a while, but I didn't. I didn't know that shit for years. You know who else I want to say kind of fit into that? They captured lightning in a bottle with this first album. They just don't sound like that anymore. The Wu Tang Clan, Thirty Six Chambers, yeah. don't sound like nothing. And I, I don't, 
I enjoy certain members of the Wu-Tang Clan, but like them as a collective, they never sound they never sounded like that again. Today is the anniversary 20 year anniversary of like a uh, Supreme clientele or something like that. Okay. I know uh, it was this week. I'm not sure if it was today, but I know it was this week. Uh, Ghostface killer. Uh, I'm trying to see when, when that album dropped. Uh, you know, I, I fuck with ghost and, but people be like, like he's their favorite rapper like ever. And um, yeah, Supreme Clientele came out in twenty, I mean in two thousand. So today, the today was like the twenty third anniversary of. Okay, man, that's so fucking wild. Yeah, and I, you know, my 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 brain works in music, lyric songs, and movie quotes. Right. <laughs> okay. So like all day at work, somebody will say something instantly off that one word. I'm. You think of seeking like, of a song or such and such and such and such, right? And be some of the kids at work. Like one of the girls, she twenty five. Kids, right? So she twenty five. It's twenty twenty three. Like I was sixteen when you was born. Like, so I some was, of the I stuff I read, I was like, "Oh, this was bef-, like all, laughing and joking." Oh, this was before your time, but no, literally, yeah, it was, was quite literally before your time. I was damn near an adult. I said something about I, something that was on the Kanye West college dropout. I've like, never heard it. I'm like, how? I'm like, how old were you in 2003? Eight years old. I'm like, it's quite possible. I can never understand. Like, unless you, I can understand it. Can we maybe say Kanye in that conversation? What you mean? College dropout doesn't sound like anything else Kanye's ever done. Well, none of Kanye's albums sound like the album before it or so, anything he's so, ever done. I guess technically he doesn't rap the same. Maybe no. I guess it's kind of because like every single album sounds completely different than the album before it. I mean, I'm not saying like it's a bad thing. Yeah. It's just you know, it's just different. I'm trying to look through my look through my music to see if another artist really stands out to me like that, whose first shit didn't sound like the you, same. You know who still raps exactly like the first time I heard them rap? Who Kendrick? Yeah. But he rapped better than you niggas the first time. Yeah, and he continues and he, he, he to, get continue better. to get better. Now there was matter of fact before before because I'm about to jump into a topic. Before we jump into this topic, because I want to see uh, what our guest uh, thinks about it. Uh, we go have we got a guest in the building. We gonna have him. Uh, and I think he bought intros. I'm so. positive because <laughs> he invited me to his space and he had an intro. Okay, yeah, but not like what y'all got. But. It, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. So so I, I forgot because as I'm sitting here listening to y'all talk and y'all do y'all intros and as I, I listen to the show myself yeah. personally and um I'm listening and I, as soon as you start you just jumped in and I'm like fuck <laughs> I forgot they do intros <laughs> and I and I laugh because when I be in my I, I be in my router at home or whatever listening and you get guests come on be like oh man I ain't had enough I'm like how you ain't know not to bring nothing <laughs> but now I'm sitting here I'm like fuck I'm that dumbass but you that but I you got one you got one yeah, I heard you do it okay so I I'm a, I'm gonna try something because mine's is is real simplistic that's that's fine so <clears throat> you get an right. A for effort around all right here we go. So I am not only a bald-headed hoe, I am the bald-headed hoe. I am Reverend Ratchet, your mother's favorite pool boy, your grandmama's favorite mechanic. 
I'm the Puerto Rican that I have your girl missing for the weekend. And when she come back, she going to be sore from the Rican. Your main man's cat. What's up? Cat. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Why are you worried about that one? Why are you worried about that one? You was was holding it back like that. No, because. because See, this is what you got to do. It's just shit. Yeah. You got to under-promise and over-deliver. Nah, because it, it was in my head, this is just shit that randomly. They, that's normally on my show. It's I'm Reverend Ratchet, the bald headed hoe. You mean man's cat? Boom, that's it. The rest of the shit was just random slogans and catchphrases. I don't heard. Hey, that's how it happens. Over the you know, so I'm that's like, okay. Built. In my head, I'm like, Look, man, piece it together, piece it together. When we first started these intros, they were really unsure and short. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, it, it, this is five and a half years in of the perfection. Making. In yeah. the making, Shout and we still Rick fuck Flair. up every now and again. This Ric Flair fought that we got. That we got <laughs> intro. Look, man, Rick Rick Flair gave me the confidence as a fat young man to like looking. I I remember being at my grandparents' house because we didn't get like Turner Broadcast in, in Michigan at the time, or we didn't get WCW. So when I would go visit them in Jersey, I could see that shit, and like I I just always remember like. How much confidence he talked with, you know what yeah. I'm saying? He dressed, he always looked good, mm-hmm. was dressed well, and he talked apart. And in my mind, at some click, like that's it. You got to talk it like you believe it, even if you don't. You have to put on that air of confidence, like you believe that shit. Mm-hmm. This is the way. That, this is why you are the way you are. I believe, it. I believe it. I believe it. It really be that simple. Sometimes. No, no, no. Like that was like a changing point in my life because yeah. I, I needed like I was unsure of myself. I was fat and chubby and unsure of myself. But listening like I, re- I remember going in the mirror and just like talking big, yeah. mm-hmm. like a larger than life personality. That's wild. But the reason I say this Ric Flair fought because the intros technically started the week after we had that Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels conversation. Yeah. And I, I started at the, the 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 next episode, like just poking fun, like this is the something, something. And then we was that like, was oh. you walk down the, the, the entrance ring. <laughs> and he was like, oh, that's what we doing? And then next week we tried to <laughs> we tried to outdo each other. And like it didn't just it became it, a be- thing. it became a thing for sure. Well, man, Kat, I'm happy to have you here. Uh, Represent the, the pod that you own though Oh I am one third of uh, The Sandwich Crew And the name of our podcast is the I'm Not As Think As You Drunk I Am podcast Featuring the Sandwich Crew Yeah man, Cat was gracious enough to invite me To record with them In his home That's what's Had up. me pull up on him in Southwest <laughs> He gave me the address and I automatically knew where he was yep. My kids used to live in Southwest I'm like yo, you're literally across the street from where my babies used to stay. Pulled up on him, came into his house. He invited me to record with him in the crib. And I'm going to tell this one thing. Cat has the steepest steps <laughs> I've ever experienced in my life. Going up wasn't that bad. Coming and down was There's no handrails. Mm-hmm. There's no handrails. Coming down, I was like, I'm going to have to take these bitches slow. And my man was like, do you need... Cat was like, I can hold your hand <laughs> down. I'm like, nah, man, that ain't cool. I'm falling <laughs> down these bitches. Well, my thing is, you know, you're not going to fall because you're not suing shit. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would have fell on your back, but. Out of Marine, carried your ass down them stairs. <laughs> but, but Cat was gracious enough to invite me to the crib, met his son, met his mm-hmm. dogs. Like, That's what literally. What kind of dogs you got? <laughs> Come on. I got um a seven pound chihuahua. Okay. And a hundred and seven pound pit bull. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. I got a well, not me any longer, but I grew up with a uh, one of my mom's dogs was a Chihuahua, and it's a Chihuahua that's in my parents' house right now still. Okay, mm-hmm. but I do got Umar. He's a 
Yeah, the shepherd. He'll right? be at two, yeah. two in um April. See, and that's actually how I got the chihuahua. Was that the dog was my mother's dog, and um, you know, like I told you before, my mother passed in, in August, so mm, sorry, I took it. I took the dog on because that was her. That was her. her can't buddy. let it that go. Was, yeah. Can't let it go. Right. Like my mother loved that dog. Now. You know, and I mean pillows and shit. The fucking dog had a, a a dog bed on the bed. Yeah. Like I'm like it's the fucking dog. Take your ass on the floor. Yeah, my mom you know, used to love yeah. her, uh, Twister. See? We had growing up, we had Thunder, Lightning, Storm, and Twister. Okay, I yeah. sense a theme here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thunder, Lightning, Storm, and Twister. Um, so look, it's wild though. So this week on Tuesday night, right? Um, I don't this is, I don't know twelve one o'clock and shit. Um, it was like raining on and off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I gotta take the dog out. And I didn't want to take him in the backyard because I didn't feel like his feet being muddy because I just washed, the, I mean, mopped the floors and shit. So let me take him out in the front. And, uh, you know, I got a decent sized front yard. Yeah. And, like, it's late enough. I didn't grab no no leash or anything like that. So I take him out. He peeing and shit. So I walk up. Um, I'm all ready to go back in the house. And then randomly, like, two people just come walking down the street. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, like, yeah. for the most part, like, well, for 100% of the time, Umar, he just wanted to play. You know what I'm saying? He run up and laugh and joke. Any anybody come to the crib is happy, happy, joy, joy. So he started kind of like barking and ran towards. Him. I'm like, like it's cool, cool. He just he he gonna be all right when I was going over there. But he jumped into like, <laughs> like and I, no, yeah. it's not gonna be all right. right. What what so it's in his. Sh- I kind of like stopped and paused because I, I just wasn't I wasn't expecting it. You know what I'm saying? You sound like the white people with their dogs. I've never seen them do anything like <laughs> yo, that. No, I'm and, thinking and, it in my head. Yo, in <laughs> real life. No, like this is the never one time. like this before. Literally yeah. 100% has never <laughs> done this before. Until. And then there was a lady. She had a dog. She picked the dog up. And I'm around like, and I mm. hurried, hurried up and grabbed him and shit. You know what I'm saying? Took him in the crib. And um, we doing our after action report. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, what happened out there? <laughs> he Omar, looking at me. Right. Yeah, I'm like, I ain't really mad because I kind of like it. You right, know what I'm right. saying? I'm like, you, he, he, he doing what he's supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, but when we out there, you better listen to your commands because mm. you wasn't you wasn't snappy enough. You know, with the, it. you know the thing about dogs, you never know what you what they gonna do until like the time comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I always I told the story about like another dog like ran down on me mm-hmm. and I didn't know what like Logan is essentially like my dog he a pit. Yeah. But he essentially like a house dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he don't spend no real he sleep up under my feet. I work <laughs> I work at the crib. So mm-hmm. like he's literally laying in the hallway eight to ten hours a day. Yeah. Like he ain't he ain't never had the spring into action. When that dog ran down on me and my dog like ran him back. He knew his role. He, I was yeah. like, oh, like he not going to let me die. <laughs> but you know, you, ne- yeah. you just never know till they put in that, that situation. Because yep. he, he coming out the puppy stage and going to his full grownness. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, like a week, last week or so, some uh, I put in a thread, but like some Joe witnesses came to the crib. Oh, was, I remember that. Was knocking on the door. I wasn't home. You know what I'm saying? Right. But through the ring camera, I heard. Umar, like really loud, really aggressive. Yeah. The dude in the front at the camp, he was like, "Ay, ay, ay." That sounds like, <laughs> like he really hit me with an "ay, ay, ay," and like that sounds like a really big dog. How, how proud was you then? I was really proud. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, like your son, you chest all thing, out, chin up. It's my dog. It's one thing when you at home and the mm-hmm. dog is barking because in real life, 
he he tough because you home. Right. He think you gonna protect him. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like when you not there and you see him act mm-hmm. a certain way, so mm-hmm. I was proud to see him like do what pot- the fuck right. he's supposed right. to yeah. do. And yeah. he got into that pose like I'm and he was in the stance. Yeah. I was yeah. like, yo, that's mm-hmm. crazy. You know what I'm yep. saying? So I ended up grabbing him and shit, put him in the crib. But I'm like, I I don't also won't allow, allow him to go out without a without his leash on in the right. front yard. Cause usually do that shit all the time. He just go pee, you know what I'm saying? Run mm-hmm. around, grab a stick. Boom, boom, go back yeah. and ha- when yeah. you're ready to go inside, he come I back in. Like, What's one o'clock and what the fuck y'all walking? I mean, I guess they was walking their dog. For the same reason your ass was outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, but like, I'm not walking up and down the street. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But hey, it is what it is. But shout out to Umar though. Cause, That's what's up. You know, he out here. Yeah. 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 That's like when, when, when Dan came to my, my joint. I had to lock my dog up when he first walked in. Like I told him, and I said, I said, the, the chihuahua, he's just going to yap. Think he think he grown. Mm-hmm. But the pit will fuck you up. Like, he don't nobody, he do not do strangers. Yeah. And he's not a barker. He ain't going to bark. He ain't going to growl. He's just going to bite your ass. Yeah. End the discussion. And then when my son's over, especially when my son's there, there's, a, there's times a thousand. Because he's just, like, real protective. Like, even when we go for walks, and I got the full... Uh, he has a combat harness. Okay. So I had on his harness, he's got a flashlight, zip ties, and a knife, and two magazines for me. So when I'm going, he's got my backup for me. Yeah. You ready and, for the? You ready oh, for oh, whatever? Oh yeah. Nah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm tra- apocalypse, traumatized. Whatever. Truly traumatized. So he said, "Who? Zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Ex- whatever. Exactly. Whatever exactly. he running to. Right. Yep. He's ready. And so whenever my son's with me, my son, I'm training my son to hold him. Even though I'll have the leash, my son will grab the middle part. Like yeah. He's walking him, but I got control. And the same thing, whenever we see somebody walking on the same side as us, I make my son stop. We go to the side and sit and let them pass. Because my, my nito, he ain't, ain't, no, he ain't fucking with nobody. You yeah. can't even come close. This is wild because, like, you socialize. Like, he see people. We walk yeah. every day. And he'll see a dog. and Or even somebody walking, he'll keep looking. He'll keep looking. But, like, he don't be ultra aggressive unless you see, like, a squirrel or, mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. But. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, okay. He knew what time. He getting he, yeah. he at two. You know what I'm saying? He like, I'm a man now. I'm a, how, how are you training teenager. him? Um, I haven't put him through formalized training yet. Uh, this spring I am. Uh, but literally, I just I I did a deep dive into YouTube mm-hmm. and seeing how all they train this stuff work. Mm-hmm. And you know, every day repetitive. You know, it sits, comes, stay. All that right, stuff right. is there. Um, well, see, when, I, I asked food, that because like with the commands, yeah. Like my dog is not trained verbally. Okay. He has hand gestures and snap commands. And I try to because well, I don't want someone to be like sit, sit, stop, stop. Yeah, yeah, and my yeah. dog stop. So my dog knows no English, all Spanish, and all Perfect. his and all his commands are in snaps or hand gestures. Because my homeboy, like who, uh, he does K um, nine safety consultant out in Westland. Okay. Um, he these dogs be trained so good in German, um, English, German. Sometimes they spell words out. Mm-hmm. He do. They got mm-hmm. the hand command. So like for example. Um, I'll tell Umar and he'll stop and I'll, you know, he'll right, go down. Right, right. And when I'm feeding him, um, I'll keep his food from him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Put it down in front of him. And he can't eat till you can't eat him till yeah, I say yep, so, yep. Even when I feed him in the morning, um, you know, put him water in there and put his food, sit. And mm-hmm. He can't, he can't eat until right. I, you can't have my it hand till I whatever. release. Yeah. yeah. So just little stuff like that, but I'm going to put him in, you know, formalized training. Mm-hmm. So he can be off leash training. Respect, so respect. I, I just want him be him to yeah. be perfectly safe and fine. Cause like in real life, that shit could have went bad. Oh yeah. When I'm absolutely. Out, when I'm out walking the dog, I got gun, I got knife, I got mm-hmm. all type of shit because mm-hmm. if another bigger dog or something happened, like I'm probably gonna kill your dog before. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
it could have went it could it could have went wild wild or he could have bit somebody and now they mm-hmm. injured and just you know what I'm saying and now it's like suing your ass yeah they're yep, like, well, yep. why don't you why don't you have a leash I'm like and I understand like nigga he literally it's been two years he's never did no shit mm-hmm. like that because according to the law if you're not in control of your animal. You're at fault. Yeah. Don't matter if it's on your property, private property, public property. No you bad have dogs, to be in only control. bad owners. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, it would have 100% been my fault. Wasn't intentional. I didn't mean for any, I wouldn't have meant for anybody to get hurt. I got to kill everybody. Man. <laughs> or your dog could get killed. They'll put, if you, if you, your yeah, dog do something yeah, wrong. for 10 days and shit, put them down and shit. Yeah. They got like a strike system. I, I, mm-hmm. And, oh, this was a real bad one. He got, he, he triple strike. No, ain't nobody coming in. Oh, I thought I heard something. No, no, no. We'll, we'll see before you do. Ain't nobody coming in. But uh, yeah. How's your week? Uh, week was cool. That happened. You know what I'm saying? Bought a treadmill. Okay. Um, for you with a dog. For me, right. I bought a treadmill, but this motherfucker wouldn't let me run. I'm trying to run. He right there, moving man. my legs. I'm <laughs> like, God damn, boy, get away from me. Uh, I bought. I got a treadmill. Uh, I well, ran you gotta on get him Wednesday. One. I'm like, you know, I wonder if I can put him on here and shit. But then I don't, I don't want, I don't, I don't want him to be trying to fuck with it when I ain't home. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think I should get him a little doggy trip. Yeah, because if you're gonna use it and he can do it, then it's cold outside and you can still walk and have yeah. him drain. You know? Uh, ran uh, Wednesday. I didn't get to run yesterday. I'm gonna run again tonight when I get up. I got, I got lose probably about twenty pounds, dog. You trying to lose twenty? Yeah, I'm like at 224. You got to or you want to? I want to. Okay. Uh, I just need to get back to normal. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. So You want to yeah. get back in your fighting weight. In real life. You Respect. know what I'm saying? Respect. All right. How about your week, my brother? You know, man, I've been in the office for two days. That's why I have on adult clothes. Yeah, you I was your, wondering. See, like, see, you got your sweater, <laughs> man. You know, you just, usually damn <laughs> going wild with the sweater. This, this, this <laughs> is my scarf. Oh, this is my oh, scarf. Oh, okay. Uh, that's one of those... Uh, Pinky's out uh, type of score. <laughs> that look like the type of shit that the BG BJ wear. <laughs> <laughs> Big jeans wear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. I was in the office this week, and like you know, the Lord know what He's doing. Yeah, there's so much wild ass walking around that office. I couldn't be in there every day. Couldn't be in there every day. <laughs> Two of them tried me. You said wild ass. Wild ass. Just, you said you trying to get married again. I can't. I can't get married to like a subordinate. Why you can't? Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I've been that supervisor. Well, I'm not saying. Oh, I'll put it like this: most people get married to somebody they went to school with or a coworker. That's so, just how. That's just how it happens. So, so the thing is, is that true? All, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's who you with most of the time. We at school, you with people for hours and hours. Like, so if you met somebody in high school, you met somebody in college, or it's like a coworker because like you with them forty hours a week. I can't. I can't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to establish that just being in the office two days. And I had two of them try me. I had to block them both. One tried me on Facebook. One tried me on Instagram. I just got to block it because the Lord is my shepherd and he know what made my dick jump. And I, don't, <laughs> and I don't want no conversations with HR. I don't know these women. Mm-hmm. I ain't even trying to, you know, the job pay me well. They let me get away with a lot of fuck shit. A lo- I get away with a lot of shit. Hey, listening to and the I show, you going to thin ice a little bit. I am. I am. But I took the opportunity to be in the office to like, Kind of engage to, with them to like better your image, you yeah. Because like this, why I'm valuable. Y'all, y'all see me in a two by two square twice mm-hmm. a week. So like, I just don't want to be an asshole talking head. Like I'm actually a decent, yeah. you know, crack the, jokes. The in person charm, yeah. Crack jokes with yeah. them, have lunch yeah. with them. Like 
Yo, I'm not I'm not as bad as what y'all think I am. Yeah. So mm-hmm. So top five reasons. Number one, through work. Number two, through a friend. Number three, they were already a friend. Number four, in college. Number five, online. You know, I'm, I, I listen to that because I've, I've been married twice, divorced twice, mm-hmm. which is why I tell everybody when it comes to relationships, listen to what I'm telling you. Because it's one of two things. One, I know my errors and my mistakes, and I know how to make a marriage be successful and work. Absolutely. Or two... I've had two wives. I lost two wives, and I don't know what the fuck it takes to make a marriage work, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> it's one or the other. Yeah. All right? And um, both of my wives didn't work with, didn't go to school with, didn't, none of them on the shit was on the list. Yeah. None of them. The last one, my, my old lady, Nah, I met I met her online, but she found me online. And so that's why I rub in her face all the time. Like, you know, you came after me. <laughs> Understand I'm the prize here. You, you got to let them know. You exactly. got to let them know. Exactly. That's all the time. You got to yeah. print out your profile pic at the time because that's important to her. Oh. Give that to her as a... Br- See, but you know what? And, and I talk <laughs> shit because... Valentine's Day gift <laughs> next year. It's like, clearly it you like be. this picture. Right. That's what attracted you. Well, she found me through my show because she had listened to the show and, and found me that way. Yeah. And I told her, I said that that was unfair because she's got a blueprint now Man. to the shit that I say. But I... I respect it because she's heard me on the show talk about, oh, I was fucking this one bitch and then did this, this, and that. And I did this. And all my, when I tell y'all I'm the bald-headed hoe, I say that for a reason. So for her to still be interested after all that shit, I'm like, you know what? That's that's important because I know me and Jay probably go through it. When people listen to the show, they think they know you. Yeah. Or you mm-hmm. or they think they, you know what I share. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what you I allow you to know. Yeah, you yeah. don't know like the full scope of things. And like, you know, I'm not in a relationship at the moment. You know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to work on myself. But, <laughs> but. I'm celibate. I celibate too. I celibate ass here. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my whole thing is like, you know, if something turns into a relationship, I can promise you one thing. I'm not changing how I talk on the show mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. fucking like, yeah, nah, like nah. You, you know what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. And I and I remember dealing with somebody. <laughs> this is so bad. I dealt with somebody like while we were recording the show and I fucked around and called her my home, like my home girl on the show. And like that was. Oh, she went heavy with that. That was the beginning of the end yeah, like that. Yeah. And then, well, you popped a bubble. But like on the show, it's not important who you are for for the purposes of me trying to get either the joke off, they, or the story off, or whatever. It it's just it's, it's logical for us being podcasters and understanding yeah. you know, how the same thing. And how I tell like even on our show, we say I'm I'm as transparent as I can be without giving you my all. Let me ask you know? y'all because how has this podcasting had an impact on your uh, romantic lives? So Negative and or positive. I've different. had I've had people try and use things I say on the show against me. Well, you said mm-hmm. if you was in this situation, this what the fuck you do. But like, baby, if, if it's a hypothetical, I don't like that's all I'm giving is a hypothetical answer. So like, you can't nail me to the cross for something like that. But on the flip side, the podcast has probably opened me up to people that just I wouldn't run across just being out in the streets yeah, and you sure. know mm-hmm. making my day to day move. So like. It's helped that. And then I think the. And also, when it doesn't work out, you lose a listener. Because I don't want you really. I've definitely. Uh, Yeah, I have. Because it's like, or. But they probably say. say, Right, exactly. They probably say. say, But the same way when you break up with someone. fucking voice no more. Or. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they still want to stalk your your IG page, your Facebook shit. You think they're not going to be listening to? 
Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. They, they may not listen as religious as they did yeah, before. They, they're not listening. But they're they, not, they still going to pop in with They're not going. a support, like an every week supporter, right, but right. like, they still tap. Man, it's so, mm-hmm. it's You know so, they do. It's so interesting. Like, I, I imagine, or I wonder, like, what actual, like, celebrities go through who can be, like, Wikipedia and, and Googled. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I done been out a couple years ago on a date and having a conversation. And I was about to say something, and then they knew the answer already. Oh, yeah, because such and such and such and such. On episode 246, you said. (laughs) And it felt like, damn, so you know everything about me based, well, not everything, but you know a whole bunch of information Mm -hmm. based about me because you've been listening for a few years. You have somewhat of an encyclopedia already. Yeah, I don't know anything about you, and it was like, damn, you. it's like a magician. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, you you already know Oh. About to put a rabbit out the hat next. Yeah, like yep, you already yep. know all the tricks. But on the flip side, there just there's also certain things I just don't share. There are certain it's things that, mm-hmm. that I hold mm-hmm. near and dear to my mm-hmm. heart that like if you don't know not Dame, but like if you don't know Damon, you just not gonna you just not gonna get that piece of me. So mm-hmm. for an example, on this show, uh, you the quote unquote wild one, right? Am I? Am I? Yes. Oh so, my god. So listen, so I got a theory on that, but go ahead. So like Cause that's the dynamic on the show, you know what I'm saying? But you're not like a wild motherfucker every single day of your life. So somebody listen to the pod and be like, not expecting you to go to work and be responsible for other people and stuff like that, or vice versa. It's like, well, Jay, I hear you. You're the voice of reason. You're not supposed to act like this, or I'm expecting this from you. Boy, like, if they seen <laughs> some of our, if they seen some of our text messages, <laughs> like, um, it just it's just interesting because you do create. A version of yourself In people's minds mm-hmm. And when you don't Match up to the version Of yourself That someone else Created for you It's a little more diff- It's different Than you meeting A perfect stride right, I, always, right. I always remember This wrestler In an interview Talking about The best wrestlers Are just an elevated Character of who You really are Yeah And like Is is who I Speak on Like is how I speak On a podcast That far off from me No, no. But like Am I wilding every, seven days a week, 365? Nah, like I'm with my kids. Mm-hmm. I like to go, I like to go do shit. Like <laughs> right. I like to go to places and like, yeah, do I nut up sometimes? Absolutely. Like if you try me, I'm it's gonna go left. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like I'm painting my daughter's fingernails if she <laughs> if she want me to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm, I already started prom shopping with my baby. Like I I so like I don't miss it. I don't miss it, oh, man. Somebody made me a quote for a dress, and I was like, "Like, is this a used car? Like, I'm not." Bruh. So between this pie and this week in culture, because I'm the bad You're guy. The bad guy I'm the bad guy culture. on this week in culture. I, I sure. want to say one thing really quickly about this week in culture. I had an envious moment this week, and I just noticed that my homie Trinidad Anthony has a full hairline. Along with a full beard. Oh, he likes people to know that all the time <laughs> on, the, on, on, on Instagram, and, on and, Facebook. And I was like, God damn it, Anthony. How, how did, like, he's probably been like a really good person his whole entire Matter life. Matter of fact, you he know posted what? something like that today. Like, like I told Dame, I, I went to high school with him. Okay. And I'm going to tell you this now. In high school, he had the same the hairline, always real fucking pretty, always real fucking solid. Like even back then, always had the the curtain. I'm like, all right, he ain't, he ain't Anthony has pain. done good yeah. things, and <laughs> he's been a servant of the Lord. Speaking of uh, Trinidad, today been a good ass day, yo. Hope y'all having one too. And if not, remember that while the Lord saw fit for your hair to be thin, He allowed y'all to be alive. <laughs> 
to see mine flourish. <laughs> God is good all the time. Hey, and all the time. Hey, Lord. God is good. <laughs> and shit like that made me want to grow my hair out just so I can have long hair again and come in and be no, like, I can do it too. Did y'all see Wallow and Gilly? <laughs> what they do this week? Oh, when they had the pieces in Yeah, there. they did the oh, They both they got the pieces. No. Yo, that shit look crazy. Well, it looks good. That'd be perfectly honest. But it's wild. Did you see uh this dude bought his son a full beard? Yes. Yeah. I watched that shit. Yeah. Today. Yo, my son want a fucking full beard and he's nine. He's getting one. <laughs> he's getting one. Why would I, I not? And I don't want to hear shit from the school when he pop up on Monday with the Rick Ross. <laughs> Mingo, don't if, call me. Listen, <laughs> At some point, I'm going to have me a child. You know what I'm saying? And when they try to kick my son and or daughter out of school for anything, we going to jail. Mm-hmm. Not because we about to be super violent, but we going to be defiant. Oh, you, you getting kicked out of school? We going to school tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, to remove me? You know, he, tuh. Doc, I had a super petty moment with my middle son because his, sh- his school got this thing about all black shoes. All black. Can't be nothing else. Like I bought like them a solid, solid black, solid. Okay. So like I bought them a pair of Kyrie's to start the school year off. Mm. Majority black, but they had like a little orange piping on them. I didn't think that was a big deal. School called me like, "Yo, he can't have these shoes." He's wearing them because they're not all black. He's wearing them, and you will not deny my son of education. Matter of fact, I think it's illegal for you to de- deny my son of education. Strictly based off your personal preferences. So, so mm-hmm. that, well, no big deal. I, I bought him a pair of Giannis. Giannis got a got a pair of this that was all black. They was on sale for like sixty five dollars. So, I mean, you just got two pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. What kid don't need but, extra yeah, shoes? Yeah. So, but one day I was dropping them off, and I saw this kid walk in with some orange Timberlands. I said, oh. I said, hold on, bro. I'm about to park the car. <laughs> we walk. We walking in. <laughs> And I need to, I hey, need to young talk. man, come yes. here too. <laughs> with the, yep. You with the orange Tims. And I need to talk to somebody because look, like you're not gonna fuck with my baby. And not this one. It's, and he's in the little yeah. orange pinstriping, and this nigga got burnt orange Tims on. Like nah. Must, oh, he had the rustic voice. Yeah. Okay. Well, it yeah, must be yeah. difficult to be in the superintendent position in one of these schools because, like, I remember when they went to the uniforms and same colors and everything, and it was started from a good place, right? Cause yeah. People used to get roasted in school for not having not this, having the clothes, not having that. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we'll make everybody look the same. But then that didn't really work because even if we got the same shit on, I can spice mine up. I yeah, spice mine yeah. up. Like there's always gonna be classes, always. And unfortunately, erasing the class, damn, erasing the caste system from children is not necessarily helping them because you can't escape it in life. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I got on some all black Travis Scott ones. And you got on XJ nine hundred or or another thing like so they like white polos, khaki pants. So like the white t shirts in school is a horrible idea. It is, but I, I've seen like one little dude that he cool with. He wear a white Ralph Lauren polo every day and like some polo chinos. So I mean, mm. there's still yes, he's but, in dress code, but little, it's still the divide. Yeah, to it. yeah, put and a like, little jazz on. And like you say, like while another kid may have on some black forces, he like. Travis Scott's Yeezys Shit like that every day So it's still a divide mm-hmm. and, I, and the parent may not have the funds In order to go get a bunch of clothes In this particular color However I do got family members who Hand me down different clothes Well the shit I got handed down Or the shit I got from insert place here They may not be 
yellow t-shirt i mean yellow shirts with brown pants mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's it's a it's a probably a really really difficult act to try to ba- make one rule that fits across the board 75 yeah. different types of households and yeah, yeah yeah i don't i don't envy them yeah i do not envy them okay i'm sorry i got way off track the reason that i uh we was talking about rapping and music and the whole nine yards and there was a list that came out of like the 50 Greatest MCs or greatest rappers of all time. I think who put this vibe Bill, on Billboard, Billboard or whatever. Um, Billboard is not hip hop. I don't fuck with the list. Uh, yeah. and, they, and there were a lot. You of don't form- fuck with the list, or you don't fuck with the order of the list. There were a lot of formidable MCs that were not on the list. Out of the MCs, like what? Who? Q wasn't on the list. Who? Kid, I didn't. I don't believe. No, it was Jada Kiss wasn't on the list. Jada Kiss was on the list. Are you sure? Because one hundred percent, he was low on the list. He was like okay. forty eight or forty. It was a 40, top fifty? Yeah. I, but if it's Billboard, like we probably going off record sales. That's exactly what they're going off of. Because like it's Billboard. That's right. a, that's so the numbers. That's, that's they what they do. So that Drake should be damn near like one or two. Well, Kendrick Lamar was number two, and some people did not like that at all. And I'm like. You got the top 10? I'm about to bring up? him up right now. Um, and this is for hip hop only? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Billboard top 50 rappers. I don't think Rakim was on the list. Um, I think he was. All right. We about to go through the damn list. Uh, Number 50, Rick Ross. Too low. 50 greatest rappers of all time. Too low. 49, Rev Run. 48, Melly Mel. So, time out, though. It's a whole bunch of rappers, and every name is going to be too low, but it's so many rappers, they got to get ranked. Like, so everybody got to be last. Yeah, it's like 50 people that everybody thinks should be top 10. Like, it's just only 10 spots. Mm-hmm. But, well, 48, Melly Mel. 47, MC Light. 46, Jada Kiss. Not happy. 45, Ice-T. 44, Queen Latifah. 43, Bun B. 42, Redman. 41, E-40. <laughs> e-40 should have been 40. Like, come on. Just just for the dramatic. Yeah. 40, Dr. Dre. 39. You mean E-40 missed 40 by one? Yeah, like, you could have swapped that. Come on, man. <laughs> Ludacris, 39. Gucci, Gucci man, thirty eight. I love some Gucci. Gucci got to get off this list. I agree. <laughs> Top fifty rappers, of, yeah. like Gucci got. This, but this got to be for sales. But this is Billboard. But yo, Gucci got to get off this list. Even I'm with sorry. sales, he shouldn't be on there. Um, because I haven't, yeah. I haven't even heard another. I, on this list so far, I'm not mad at anybody. But Gucci, except Gucci. Gucci, you got to get off this list. Fuck with you. Get off the list. Thirty seven. Common. Thirty six. Yasin Bey, formerly Most Def. Yeah. 35, Future. Future got <laughs> to get off this list. But y'all can argue with that to y'all. I love me some Future. 34, Chuck D. 33, Buster Rhymes. 32, T.I. 31, Little Kim. 30, Lauren Hill. 29, Pusher T. I don't like Pusha T on this list. I'll be I don't, honest with I don't you. either. Uh, 28, Black Thought. 27, Q-Tip. 26, Big Pun. I don't think. Not I, enough body of work. Nah, Just not enough body of work. I fuck a pun. 26, 
Yeah. No pun. 25, Method Man. Not happy with that either. <laughs> Not happy Not with, happy that. with Not that. that. I'll be honest. I'm sorry. I like Meth. He's a great person. Allegedly. Uh, 24, <laughs> KRS-One. 23, Curtis Blow. This picture of Curtis Blow that they got at number 23 is wild. 22, Ghostface Killer. 21, DMX. Now we move into the top 20. Okay. Big Daddy Kane. Not mad at Kane. 19, Missy Elliott. Come on, man. Come on, man. I don't know how I feel about like yeah. mi- like <laughs> Missy top twenty of all time. I don't. Know I don't she don't. <laughs> she doesn't necessarily belong in this list, and I'm not saying that Missy is not an incredible artist. Correct, but top fifty MC hip hop artist <laughs> rapper. No, no. Uh, number eighteen, Ice Cube. Ice Cube and Missy are not back to back. Ice Cube to this day is still like one of my favorite rappers. Um, Ice Cube was eighteen. It's a, it's a, 17 50 cent like come on my g like if we if we being 100 percent honest 50 cent is not one of the top 50 greatest rappers of all time definitely not top 20 definitely yeah. not top 20 uh 16 scarface it's not scarface then 50 cent absolutely like, not you feel me absolutely not but whatever 16 scarface 15 j cole 14 ll cool j 13, Rakim. Okay. 12, Andre 3000. We're going we gonna to keep going. Gonna let him breathe. Let him uh, breathe. 11, Kanye West. And hold on real quick. If Andre 3000 is on this list, Big Boy deserves a spot on this list too. I'm just saying. He's been going bar for bar with three stacks for 30 years. 11, Kanye West. Top 10. Think about this, what I'm telling you people. This is the top 10 rappers of all time. Nicki Minaj, number no. ten. No, but Bill, no. but this is also Billboard because so she probably is on Billboard. Um, number nine, Snoop Dogg. Not mad at that. Number eight, Drake. Number seven, Lil Wayne. Number six, The Notorious B.I.G. Number five, Eminem. Number four, Tupac. All right. Number three, Nas. Number two, Kendrick Lamar. And number one, Jay-Z. Now, I'm not mad totally at this 50 number. I don't know that the order is quote-unquote correct, but I don't know the criteria. The criteria. Uh, I'm, yeah, because I'm confused as the placement. Yeah. Uh, some, some of the names, I, I don't agree with all the names. I don't. But... The placement of them, I don't understand. Yeah. If it's up for sales, I don't know what how they. I got how, a hard time with a few people on this list. Now tell me somebody who you was expected to be on the list and that, that you think are top fifty who's not. Anybody come come to mind off top? You can make it a case for Raekwon. What's the case? I could. I just think he's a formidable MC. It's a whole. I can probably name you a hundred. I would have said Tech Nine then. Yeah, Tech Nine, and he's moving a lot of units Mm -hmm. independently. Az Mm -hmm. Tech Nine is he's on the Forbes list every year. That's what I'm saying. That's that's I'm confused as to is it you say Billboard, so I'm expecting it to be off of total sales, right? Yeah, I don't. But then you say the placement, the numbers of them. Like I don't understand how some of them is even on there. 
I could say AZ would be another one I would probably put in there. AZ top 50? As just an MC? Like, I know, I love AZ, but yeah. top 50? I, I, I don't agree with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jay Alec. No. He's not a top 50 MC. Jay Electronica can fucking rap. I saw mm -hmm. Cannabis can fucking rap. Fucking let insert. That let that go. Uh, let that go. <laughs> Cameron can fucking rap. Okay. Cam is a name I can see in the top 50. But he's not one of the top 50 rappers, period. It's a whole bunch of niggas who rap better than Cam. Because you had all of this goes back to the 80s. Yeah. Fucking so corrupt can like, rap yeah. better than Cam. Am I right? Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a bunch of people who can rap better than Cam. But I, I think it's... So, I wasn't... Everybody was like, yo, whoever wrote this letter, this list should be shot and blah, blah, blah. The 50 names ain't like crazy that, like that. Yeah. But like, the order is whatever. Yeah. But like, you put 50 together. You, mm. If you put 50 rappers, the greatest, together... A good See, 35 to 40 is going to be on this list Well when you do that you got to be very clear About what the criteria is yeah. In order to get one too because if not then it's going to be Biased because I like him Better than him Lupe you know Fiasco Jason Lupe At the skill and the art of rapping I think Lupe Can be on this list I think Royce 59 Can be on this list Royce, But yeah. as far as the skill of rapping as well as making songs and music that lots of people listen to and buy and stream and go to concerts and everything, they don't fit then, all criteria. Then you can make a case for Meek Mill if that's the case. I don't know that you are really good at rapping and all those other criteria. I think so many people on this yeah. list are good at rapping and good at sales and good at concerts and get everything. Now, there's people who are better at rapping Mm -hmm. Then some people on this list, but are not as good in performing or whatever. Uh, yeah, like showing money and all that other good yeah. stuff. Uh, but this is not my criteria, so it's. it's I, I want to. I'm really curious as to what the criteria really is because Nipsey. Or not. I love Nip. Blasted victory lap while I was at work opening this, this morning. But no, in determining these rankings, Billboard and Vibe editorial teams opted first to limit the rap arena to North America. So, for example, to establish. His career as a British rapper, Slip Rick, isn't on the list because he's not from. Okay. But that's crazy. But he yeah. started in, he didn't start in. Right, right. He wasn't rapping in Great Britain. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> Slick Rick is on any. Right. And some of this is like, so people are like, who the, Melly Mel? We wasn't out then. Yeah, so understanding his impact is a little bit different from yeah. that kind of predates mm -hmm. me a little so bit. So it's like this. If but that's somebody the same thing how y'all was talking about like with Kanye when you said the the what's a test such a job didn't know dropout shit. Yeah, college yeah, dropout. See? That's the same It's thing. like this. One of the greatest phones, cell phones of all time, and rated the highest cell phone of all time is like the iPhone five. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. that the sales of that is crazy and mm -hmm. it went I think that's when FaceTime came, the cameras went, okay. the video, like yeah, 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 iPhone yeah. 5, right? It's really, really up there on how great customer satisfaction, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Now, 20 years from now, you can be like, the iPhone 5? That shit was weak. But no, it changed. Before its time, it was. Before its time, yeah. is different. So mm -hmm. I, I can't tell you Melly Mel don't deserve to be on no list because I wasn't outside like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And. The impact of Curtis Blow, yeah, the, the nursery rhymes or the, what we refer to as nursery rhymes ain't popping right now, 
But well, same thing because Ice T was on there. Yeah, people not gonna know who Ice T was as she was around with the, uh, the nigga from you said SBU? Cool J, right? Yeah, right, exactly, they, right. Who or even that? How they joke about Ice Tube now, like all the dude that made Family movies, yeah. but not knowing that you know from NWA and shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? My kids definitely didn't like when I tried to make the correlation. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is who rapped on Straight Outta Compton. Like they couldn't. Nah. Right? Yeah, they're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna connect them to the cover. You know what I think? Because. You know how much I enjoy Nas. You know what I'm mm. saying, um, and Tupac. You know they had Tupac like six or seven or some shit like that. And Kendrick got number two. You know why I think Kendrick is one of the better rappers I've ever listened to is that shit is so fucking dense. And maybe you shouldn't have to do this, but when I went through that dissect podcast and he actually dissected what he's actually saying and the layers of like. He run a Pulitzer Prize for a fucking album, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's never been happened. That's never happened before. But like I didn't realize, like literally, he did not waste a word or a bar. Everything he said was linked back to something else that was connected. And not when I say everything, I'm not using it as like some sort of euphemism or whatever. No, it was legit- I'm talking about hidden legit- meaning behind every syllable. Yeah, it's like some yeah. Da Vinci type shit. Yeah, and I'm like, it's a level of writing. And comprehension that you just don't see on the average album. Mm-hmm. Like this is specifically tailored. I was, I think you had posted it and I reposted it. Something about like when Kendrick, whenever he talks about time, yeah, it is very. So they was talking about Mona Lisa. Yeah. Like you'd be doing something in a and that's minute. That's the dude who does mm-hmm. the dissect yeah. podcast. And in exactly one, one minute, minute, like he, he was rapping talking like, about, yo, in mm-hmm. a minute she gonna be doing such and such and such such. And from that moment to exactly one minute a year later in the actual song. He was doing this. Exactly what he this said. is so yeah, different. Yeah. Now he also makes this kind of is different. Yeah, so I can listen to it and I just take it for whatever it is on the surface. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like when every fucking word is a double entendre, you can listen to it on level one. Mm-hmm. You can listen, bring it. Or you can meaning. deep dive it. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like something for everybody, whatever. And I know that's not everybody's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And maybe you shouldn't have to fucking take a class to figure yeah, out what somebody yeah, yeah. was talking about, but. On the service level, it's still good enough for people to fuck with it and stream it and mm-hmm. concerts. And I, 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 and I enjoy a good level or two of, of deep meaning, but if it's more than that, and now there's four or five layers than six degrees I got to go into, I'm like, all right, you, you lost me. Like, for, I, I, I stay like to, Pim- to Pimper Butterfly, that whole fucking album, he was having a conversation with Tupac. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the, the original name of the project was supposed to be called To Pimp a Calipitter. Caterpillar, which the acronym is T, I'm sorry, 2PAC. Mm-hmm. So it was Tupac. And then at the end of the album, when he was talking, he finally finished the poem. And then Tupac answered him back. And they had this little conversation interview. Making my whole fucking douche. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, I got goosebumps because I was not expecting to hear Tupac talk back. Bet, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the wait a minute. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, so. Oh shit! So I maybe run back to the beginning of the album and like, oh shit! You have this to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you listen to it again with that knowledge of how it ends and like in between each song, he said he was saying the same poem or the same sentence the whole album, but every one he said a little bit more, mm-hmm. and that little bit more that he said was explained deeper in that particular song. It's like, oh shit! Like but, every but time he, I listen to it, it's giving me more info. Like, yeah. but even though he did that same thing on Damn, where you could play it either forwards or, or backwards. backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I do with rap, I'm better than somebody just make it. 
better is i don't know if that is no that's that's the right thing to say i do this better than the rest of you are. yeah i think differently my pen works differently so when you have a skill level like that in the top three which i think he deservingly belongs then i can also look at this list and be like some of y'all niggas don't belong on here as much as i love future and to listen to that shit mm-hmm. future is not top 50 yeah. as much as i love gucci man gucci is not yeah, top 50 yeah because for me it's like that i enjoy the listen you know especially if i'm, I mean, I'm in a real ratchet fucking mood or just want to do some of my, my own bullshit absolutely missy top 20 no, Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. Like, has Missy ever said some shit that changed your life or make you? I, no, I don't even know. That's the is that the threshold? Maybe that's my right, threshold, right. but not the next person. Lauren Hill only. Be- just hear me out. I'm not about to oh, give no pushback. Only because just the body of work. Like we yeah. didn't get. It's, it's not enough. It's yeah. It's, but it's I can not say the enough. same. Like ha- listing Andre three thousand as a solo artist, even though me and you have had this argument, the body of work just not there. Now, the only thing I would say. For the miseducation of Lauren Hill Is that album is so fucking amazing It was But it didn't even qualify for a rap category that's, in the Grammys And, that and that's what I'm saying Like her as an MC, I had a, now, I got a hard time with, the, they with that They may tag on her when the Fugees rapping Because she was rapping mm-hmm. with the Fugees And she mm-hmm. can rap Oh yeah yeah. This was 25 years ago I, I, enjoy, <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy her I do but I I agree with Dane. Like, yeah. just it's, the body work ain't is not there. It ain't yeah. deep enough. And I'll be honest, I got you know seeing Drake up here. You know, and we always had that conversation about can you be called one of the greats and you not writing your own uh, shit? Yeah. Like uh, it's hard for me. Snoop was up there, but then that goes with showmanship. Yeah, don't it? Yeah, to a certain See, degree. And then like Missy writing all over. What was what was DM, DMX was below Lauren, right? He was like nineteen or something. And Lauren, what was Lauren? Well, matter of fact, I look back. Um, now DMX was lower than that. Missy was nineteen, and that's what I'm saying. But for him to have the DMX was twenty one. See, and the amount of work that he has, like when I found out that Tretch wrote "Unity" for Queen Latifah, blew my fucking my mind with that shit. Because the man, a man wrote your woman empowerment song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who you call him a bitch? Uh, <laughs> that's like when I found out Lil Yachty wrote the City Girl shit. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that sounded like him. Yeah, it does. It sound, it sound like him. I would pay cash to hear that reference track. <laughs> I mean, you might have some reference tracks out here. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> for some for some ladies. So yeah. that song, somebody sent me a video, they played that song in Pizza Cat. Yeah, I, I got I saved it on my phone. And I was like, yo, those are my words. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about your bag. <laughs> Lauren Hill was 30. Was 30. And I'm all I'm all on that song. Hold on, Jay. I'm all on that song talking about bad bitches. Yeah. Get a bad bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad bitch. I'm like, all right, Dave. <laughs> DMX was 21, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I got a little problem with Dre. I mean, Dre. <laughs> I got a little problem with Dre. <laughs> Where DLC at? Put that thing on the list. Was Cool J on there? Cool J yeah. was. Okay. Yeah. Top 20, I think. Uh, twenty Big Daddy Kane, like Big Daddy Kane changed rap. He was mm-hmm. like the the person you wanted to be, the coolest nigga in the world, like and, and for that era. Yeah, yeah. And yo, I heard recent like Big Daddy Kane can still go. I heard like, about yeah. uh, the the, the K Slay when yeah. he had like fifty rappers on there, and mm-hmm. everybody did that verse. 
Big Daddy Kane hey. can still rap. Hey. Okay, so which one was that? What it was like 50 minutes long? Yeah, yeah. It was long. He did a 51 and then he did like 100 rappers on the yeah, same song yeah, too. I'm yeah. like, it took me a few listens to get through the whole thing because I, I ran, fact, I got to my destination already. I was in here. Somebody was potting in here. And so I was just out there listening. I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm like, yo, it's been a half hour. Yeah, they're still rapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So listen, I'm not super duper mad at this list because I can't think of a person that I think Dessert that yo, if this nigga ain't on the list, this list is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fifty. I'm just curious as to how the, the ranking system went. Yeah, that I'm just curious because I'm confused by it. And like, I, I like in this conversation to people who I'm not trying to get into no no argument with with you niggas out there, but like people who think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player ever, right? And LeBron James is a monster on the court. Okay, but like when I've seen. Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. whoever, whoever. Mm-hmm. And I seen the person, and I knew what time it was. I was outside and yeah, understood yeah. The, the, the field. And then I seen the person later. How come that How come that perspective doesn't work? So if I was outside and seen rap and seen the, the fucking impact that a run DMC had, and then I seen the impact that Little Yachty had, how come when I tell you, Run DMC rap better than Little Yachty or something. Oh, you saying that because you you not same age as Little? No, I seen both. Right, yeah, you was, I was alive for. for I've both seen both people play basketball. I seen most, both people fight in boxing. And like, for most I, of these names on this list, I've seen I've seen both. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I I feel like I can make a a better educated estimation of the list. You know, and just some of the, some of this shit just don't belong. It just it just doesn't match up. And I and I like how you use that that argument with LeBron because while I do believe LeBron is one of the greatest NBA players, yeah. there's a huge there's a significant difference between LeBron and, and Kobe Jordan. Bryant. LeBron mm-hmm. and Kobe. This is this is for my in my personal opinion, there's a large skill difference between Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. I'm not talking about a physical. I can run faster and jump higher. Huh. But there's a just the way the game was played in those eras itself was different. Yeah. Like even if you're talking about Jordan, like that that was much more physical of a game than what it is now. If Jordan played during an era where there was no hand checking, Mike would have averaged 35. I, I also just want to point out because people go look at the stats for Michael Jordan last two years with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Look at them. Because it was more than 20 points a game. And then look at him with the other two guards in the league at the same time. He was still a formidable it's player. crazy at the numbers he was putting up. And yep. then, put, yep. then put up back-to-back 50-point games. Like, Well, one was like 48. And then, the, like, listen, while still injured and 40 years old. Now, everybody just say, yo, it wasn't the same Jordan. No, it Go wasn't. look. At yeah, the but, no, but, yeah, it look may at, not look have been ninety three Jordan, mm-hmm. but it was still his Michael level Jordan. of skill was still undeniable. Yeah. I, I just posted today, um, Allen Iverson because there was a clip that I seen this on my story on uh, Instagram of all these times that Iverson stopped, like broke ankles, left, right, team, like, and people just don't don't want to acknowledge him for who he was in the game himself, and for him not to be a big guy. If Allen Iverson was six six. He would have made. He would have dominated the, the NBA in a way that we never saw. Yo, Michael Jordan for the Wizards in two thousand and one averaged twenty two point nine, so twenty three points, um, five point seven rebounds, five point two assists, one point four steals, um, and shot uh, 
Yeah. And then. And this is at 40 years old. Yeah. And then in 2002, 20 points a game, um, six rebounds a game, 3.8 assists, 1.5 steals, and half a block a game. Y'all, they talk about him like he was out there ass. Be- because he because it, he wasn't championship unstoppable. He, he's literally but, putting up Ja Morant mm-hmm. at forty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's literally putting up Ja Morant m- numbers at forty years old. And because two years before these, like he, even though they only went like I don't know, f- thirty seven and forty two or some shit like that, mm-hmm. both years, which was a lot better than before I got here. And, like, it just is what it is. Hold on, man. This is John Morant's career stats. 22.4 points, 4.8 rebounds, 7.4 assists. Crazy. Same shit. I listened to uh, Chris Broussard break these numbers down and then compared them to Tracy McGrady at the time. Compared them to the the other two guards in the league and the best one. Jordan had a better player efficiency rating and was scoring just as many points and rebounds. Now, I get it. I, I'm not trying to tell you that at 38 that Michael Jordan was currently playing the best basketball of his life. What I'm saying is put a little bit more respect on those years and stop repeating the same shit that you hear. You got the Google machine in your pocket. <laughs> just look. You got YouTube. Look at it. I mean, you can easily say the same thing for Kobe. Like, he was putting up... Kobe dropped 60 in his life in his retirement game. Mm-hmm. Doug Collins told a story about Jordan because he scored eight points in the game. He was having a, a tough game, and um Doug Collins took him out the game when he had eight points. And that was like the first time he didn't score 10 points in like forever. However many years it was. And um Jordan just, you know, he sat down and didn't say anything. He got on the bus that night. He said, Do you still believe I can play? He was like, um, well, you know, you say like, no, do you still believe I can play? Because what happened out there, yeah, they had some exchange. Next mm-hmm. night, Jordan goes through, drops like 48. The night after that, drops like 50. He was like, listen, don't ever doubt me again. If you still think I can play, don't ever doubt me again. Because he didn't tell him like, yo, you about to make me miss my streak of 10 points. Right. Blase blah. Right. I just, you know, you the coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I went and sat down, but then that's the night he jocked them the back to back crazy nah, you, game. You, you didn't piss me off now. Nah. Let me show Oh, you think I can't yeah. do this. But but I think at that point, as a player, I've earned a certain level of mm-hmm. integrity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just let me shoot myself out of this shit. But like, motherfucker, I still lace up my own shoes. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I saw a story where like Rip Hamilton was like, look. Jordan laced up the shoes in practice and I'm in like damn near my prime and Mike gave me the have been out of the league and Mike gave me the business. Uh Steven Jackson said the same thing. He came into one of the practice. This is like after years after I'm not even playing. He was like talking shit, right? And he was like, I'm a I'm gonna suit up and play with the second unit and the second unit beat the first unit behind MJ. There there's a certain level of confidence, leadership. And just like not everybody has that. When they talk about that dog in them, mm-hmm. like that's that's a different breed of animal. And not all you niggas got that shit. Uh, I'm running this up because today's Michael Jordan's birthday. 60. <laughs> Go turn 60. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Today's his birthday. So shout out to MJ, the hoop legend. I don't know about him as a personal person. because Hey, man, he's still giving yeah. us new colorways yeah. every single <laughs> every <laughs> single Respect month. on Jordan's name, too. 
Like, have you have you opened up two free hospitals in in, in North Carolina? Because if you haven't, then get off his back. Have the millions of millions of dollars he and the hundreds of people he didn't put through college. Just because I don't get on the internet and say, hey, guys, look what I did for the community but, today. Yeah, but, but see, to me, I think that's a testament to the shit that they do anyways. Because if you only do things to brag about them, yeah. you don't really mean that shit. But if you're doing shit and say, oh, well, he's got a list of ah, ah, ah over the last 30 fucking years that we don't know about. It's because he really believes in what the fuck he's doing. And I don't want to sound like the grumpy old man, but like that's the shit the kids do. Mm-hmm. Look at me. I'm giving the homeless man $20 and some McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at my Instagram. And like, look, mm-hmm. if you're going to. That's a perfect example. Yeah. If you're going to do some shit out out the kindness of your heart, then just let let that be. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the reward. I remember, you know, coming up every Christmas. I had a good, but I had a good friend of mine, his mother, you know, you open up all your gifts and mm-hmm. she would make them give one gift. Like it was him and his brother. Mm-hmm. We're going to take this gift down to the homeless shelter and you're going to give this to, to one of the kids, one of the yeah. kids respect. And like, I didn't know about this shit till like we got to be teenagers mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, like that's. They never bragged about it, never talked about it, and he still it was just does, something that you. He still does this mm-hmm. with his kids to this day. Like you gonna pick yeah. one of your, one of your gifts mm-hmm. and you gonna give it away. But I mean, that's that's doing it from a genuine place, right? Yeah, because you here's mean that shit. Here's an example of some shit that went wrong. Miss, <laughs> hi, Miss. Yes. Can I? Would you like one dollar, or do you want to double it and give it to the next person? Give it a dollar. Do you know I'm saying do you want the dollar or do you want to double it and give it to the next person so the next person gets two dollars Give me the dollar you said if I want Met, the dollar No, you're not getting a dollar <laughs> What the <laughs> man? She did with that motherfucking umbrella like, like get out my yeah. face Y'all like, trying to do this whole TikTok shit and trying to figure like no nigga I need a dollar Yeah, like, I, it's, it's, to me it's the same principle like if you're gonna do something like if, if you call me because you need me to help you move a couch I'll help you move the couch then that's the, that should be the end of it it shouldn't be in a week or two weeks or a month from now. Remember that one time and now I need help. And no, nah, if I'm going to help you, it's because I'm going to fucking help you. Because not help, to help you to throw it in your fucking face down the yeah, road. Help doesn't come from Help rarely comes from a genuine place. But I I feel that like, it, you know, I'm not going to say like I'm the kindest motherfucker in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> I, res- I respect that. <laughs> yeah. You just, don't say, Dave. Yeah, you don't say. But like, if I fuck with people and I do something like genuinely for you, I don't. I don't look for shit back from it. Mm-hmm. We not keeping a tally or something. Is that? The only, there you go. The only thing that I ask if if I'm in a position where I need help, mm-hmm. and and this is something that I work on because I really, I'm not gonna put my family business out there. But there's a family member. That had to humble themselves and ask me for a favor. And mm-hmm. I knew they was in a fucked up spot to come to me out of all people to ask for a favor. Now, I felt like I had done enough. Like I did the favor. It should have ended there. But circumstances are, are what they were and they needed some additional assistance. And I thought to like, like uh, I thought to make it a thing. You know what I'm saying? But then I had to look at the flip side of it. Like, I know she's not in a good spot right now. I know she's having struggles and me just being an asshole about it ain't going to make it no worse. And mm-hmm. I, like I literally like the situation is still going on right now. And I literally like pray about it every day because some days I wake up like, yo, I'm going to start some shit because I'm tired of it. <laughs> but then on the flip side, like I look at it like, look, I'm in a position. I don't know if she could extend the same favor to me if she hit the fan. 
but I'm in a position where I can help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And instead of just like it almost gotta be that way. Like yeah. I'm not helping you because I hope you help me one day in the future. I'm helping you because I have the ability to help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not this recip it's not this thing where I'm only doing it. Not everything is transactional. Yeah. I was having a did I did we talk about fire insurance last week? No. I was having a conversation with somebody and it was, was a, a mentor uh, slash Sunday school teacher of mine when I was like in the 11th or 12th grade. And he was like, man, you know, it's a bunch of these people at this church who got fire insurance. They believe all these things or they, they go through this life because they don't want to go to hell. Like, so that's the, the fire insurance. The idea that there's a hell and if I don't do these things, it's like they on some scary straight shit. I can't tell you that that's good and or bad or because it is what it is. But like you got fire insurance and you only doing I'm only doing this out of fear, out of fear. Mm -hmm. So I don't go to hell, so to speak. But if you only doing good because I want something good in return, which is the problem I have with like prosperity preachers. You know what I'm saying? Or you got to give, you got to give to receive. You got to open up your pocketbook and this you put forth that God going to put back. Fam, so you mean to tell mm. me I'm only doing good so God can give me something good back? A reward system. Yeah. yeah. No, you got to do good because I, mm-hmm. I genuinely want to help. Like, man, that's fucked up because I know how, how I feel in this situation. I don't turn my fucking phone off because I've been in a situation where I was calling people for help and couldn't nobody answer. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I've also been there when people called and that was the either the first or the last one and I was there and I helped. Mm-hmm. You know, or I was able to relieve Ayo, such and such got locked up. Can we do this or yeah. or this or that or that? Because I, I Dog, I remember getting locked up and you reaching out to my people like, look, Dame locked up. Like I what can we do? One night I'm, me and my brother used to stay together and shit. We was on uh, on off Linwood and um some random ass number calling my phone. I'm looking, I'm just looking at it. Like, hmm. Something made you answer it. Answer the phone. Motherfucking police let him use the regular phone. <laughs> out at the desk. And he was like, yo, uh, yada, 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 yada. I'm like, man, but I don't never not want to be there when somebody need help and there's nowhere to turn mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't like that feeling. So I'm yeah. not doing that because I want you to return the favor. But I just want to help. I never put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I like, don't. Yeah, no. If, if it, if it like go in off a, at four in the morning and it's not coachy, like I still want to be here to like. Only help. time I shit on. I, do I got not too many people that rely on me. Like let alone, yeah. let alone the fact that I'm a father. So whether it's my kids at and any point, and that's the thing, because like if some shit go down with one of my kids and I did not pick up uh, because yeah, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't live with myself. Exactly. Yep. yep. I the the, the regret you would have just because you was tired or just because Look, whatever. I keep my phone on vibrate all, all day long. But okay. when I get home and plug in for the night, I turn my ringer on because I, if somebody calls, I had, I had to put my, uh, my shit on, vi- on vibrate when I got here. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't want it to bing, bing. And you seem to be lighting yeah. up. Cause I don't want to hear thing, thing, thing or text messages yeah. and you know, whatever, because we're recording. But I'm one that, no, nah, my phone's going to stay up because I need to hear it. I need a whatever. Ah, ah, because like I said, not only being a father, but you know, as you see, when I came in, I got my armor and stuff on because I got a, a biker event after this. Okay. You know, so I'm the vice president of my club. So I got members that call or need this, or we got a couple of them looking at charges and court cases and we need to move this and can you do that and can, so it's not just that but there are other sanctions that require me to 
Be available. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, it's, and it's the whole point that I don't ever want somebody to need me. And if I can't help, I don't help. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why you? I, I, I'm not 100% sure why I feel the need to do that. Do you know why you feel the need? Have you ever reached out for help and it wasn't there? Or it's, it's be, well, and, and I, I talk about this a lot because for me, um, my family is all educated. They come from a whole, a, a list of, of educators like doctors and teachers, accountants and insert degree, yeah. whatever. I'm the one that went to prison. So I'm, you know, I'm the quote unquote black sheep. But my entire life, I've always been the one they call on when someone's fucking with them or the car breaks down or I need new brakes or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Insert manual labor or intimidation factor. And so what I tell everybody all the time the shit is- that matters in real life. See what I'm saying? And like I tell everybody is I am the backup. I'm my own backup. I don't, I don't have no one to rely on. Even now with my family, I don't have people to, to help me out or- cousin to come do this or whatever to help me if 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 i can't do it she's not gonna get done yeah end the discussion and i look at i look at shit that same exact way yeah i remember filling out some medical paperwork and it was like an emergency contact i'm like i'm the emergency contact because if something goes down i want you calling my fucking son work and he he what, what you gonna do besides stress him out nothing he can't do like he, yeah. he like he can come to where I am, but like he can't make no decisions until yeah. I get married. Like so, and I'm not just going because I know I got people that care about me that listen to the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just going to shit on them. I, That's not I what feel, this is. Yeah, I feel like if there are certain people, I think I could depend on if something mm-hmm. happens. But literally, like I'm, I'm the head of the household. Mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the head of the family. It start with me. So if shit. It's my daughter calling me now. Like if she, see what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if shit hit the fan, like I'm the one who's got to clean up the shit, mm-hmm. fix the fucking fan, mm-hmm. and make the room nice again. So Put like new drywall up. Yeah, I gotta yeah. deal with it. Yeah. And and then I always like coming up. I got into a lot of shit. I got into a lot of confrontations, a lot of fights because I really didn't run from shit. And then, but I had to look at it like I remember getting to a point where like. You know, I was the youngest of like the crew that I ran with. So mm-hmm. like they was all driving, living life, doing their thing. I don't have nobody to run to. I don't have nobody to go back and get. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't deal with this shit, it's gonna keep coming back and forth. So like I remember getting to a point in my life, like, I'm not running from shit. Like I'm just going to good, bad, or indifferent. We're gonna mm-hmm. deal with it now and we're gonna deal with it however it comes. And that's literally how I deal with shit with life now. Like if if my furnace go out tomorrow, I don't have nobody I can borrow four racks from. I gotta figure that shit. The f- mm-hmm. I don't have four racks in the bank at the moment, but I gotta figure that shit the fuck out. Yeah, and and I'm the one that's gotta. I don't consult. So I got this thing, and my dad used to preach this to me all the time. I don't consult nobody about shit mm-hmm. because you expect shit to go right. Like if my furnace, and I talk about the furnace shit. My furnace went out day before Christmas. But I knew my babies was coming the next day. You have to make something happen now. And I got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't have nobody to bounce some ideas off or figure it out. Like, Ain't it funny it, how you will figure some shit out when you don't got no other choice? Yeah, because if you don't, then it just, it just don't. It, yeah. And it, it just don't. And, and the thing about it, like, you get... 
you don't get no praise when shit goes right because mm-hmm. people expect shit to go right. They expect this. You how to, the machine is supposed to move. But when shit go fucked up, and you understand that as a father, like mm-hmm. when some shit don't go right, you the first. It don't even matter. You ain't had shit to do with it. Daddy ain't make it happen. All the blame, mm-hmm. none of the credit. Yeah. Yep. 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 And that's like that's literally like how fatherhood works. Let me let me let me ask you a question. And I asked you this because this is a debate I've had for many many years. Um, and the same thing with you, Jay. Do y'all believe in unconditional love? <laughs> you see, that's so fucking funny. I was thinking about that yesterday. Okay. Um, do I believe in? Yes, I do believe in unconditional love. Damn. I believe in it, but I, I got a, like a, a caveat to it. I think people misunderstand what unconditional love means. So what do you hit me? Hit me. Um, some people think unconditional love is. I can do whatever I want to you and you will always be here in the exact same capacity. Regardless. Yeah. Okay. I may love you for the rest of my life Mm because nothing can change that. That doesn't mean I still want to be in a relationship with you or I still want to have direct contact with you every single day. There we go. But I love you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Something happened to you. I'm going to be thinking about you the whole nine yards, but that doesn't mean I'm going to put myself in harm's way just for you. But I... I personally believe, this is my belief, like once you love someone, you love them forever. I don't think it has, now you, may not wanna, you may not want to be with them, mm-hmm. you may not want to be around them, maybe it's unhealthy for you to be with them, mm-hmm. but I don't think that, I may not even like them <laughs> anymore, mm-hmm. but I don't think for me that that love or that some level of love is always there. Um, but I, So I do, but I don't believe in because we're together and I say I love you, that means you can do whatever you want and I just have to sit here and take it. Right. And so I believe in unconditional love, but I guess I think it people got boundaries. Gotta, yeah. Okay. So I was going to say something similar. Like I look at unconditional love like between me and my children. Okay. I know they love me unconditionally. They, it's just innate in them. Mm-hmm. But I know a condition of that love is a certain level of respect, mm-hmm. humility, and, you know, the things that encompass me being a father, if I was abusive physically, emotionally, something to that extent, their love for me wouldn't, wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. You know it what I'm dwindle. saying? Yeah, yeah. It would. And, but, but you look at like any relationship like that, if you don't respect the boundaries of the relationship, the love is going to change. There are conditions. And I think like what you said is, is, is a perfect example of that example of that. There are people that I love mm-hmm. that I don't, I don't never need to talk to again. <laughs> I don't never need yeah. to see again. We don't Got never need to them. have a conversation. I can love you from right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as I, I love my ex-wife, but I love her over there. Mm-hmm. I love her for being the mother of my children. You stay across the street and we good. I she, can, she she lives 10 minutes away and I love her there. there. <laughs> but I don't never want to live in the same house yeah, with her. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, never yeah. want to be back with her. I can right. want the best for you. I can pray for your well-being. I can literally like, when you were genuinely a good person, we don't match. We grew. Mm-hmm. We don't match anymore. But like, even when you bad to a person, like, I'm sure they're... Uh, people who parents have left out of their life, but they still love their father. Yeah, who beat their mom and and do all the other stuff. Beat you ain't, that's, you that's, ain't seen in fifty years, but that's, like that's, that's for me. Like my, I know my, you know my mother passing. My father's alive, but him and I speak maybe twice a year, and that's a good year. Yeah, but I still love him. Yeah. You know, and 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 I have I, I pose this question to a lot of people a lot of times, and I love doing it with parents specifically because. They always say the first thing they go to is, I love my kids unconditionally. Always the kids. 
you know? And then I, and I ask you, Jay, who you love unconditional, you know? I love my family unconditionally. Okay. When so. I say family, I mean like my brother, my father, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousins. Like the when I think of, I have a giant family. When right. I think of family, I think about eight to ten people. That's your, that your immediate response, yeah. right? Yeah. And no matter what they do to me, even if we do not see eye to respect. eye, no respect. Respect. I love them. And and, and I get all of that. And I, and what I, when I tell people this, because I always always argue with me is unconditional love doesn't exist. It don't. And when I say that, the first thing a parent will say is, I love my kids unconditionally and there's nothing I wouldn't do for them. I, yeah, I love and, them. But if my son shot me, I'm not going well, to love them the same. Well, that's the thing, though, is that I'm never discounting the quantity or the quality of love you have for that person. But what I say is unconditional love don't exist is because you wouldn't love the neighbor's children the way you love your children. Right. You're not going to love your friend's brother the way you love your brother because that is your brother. Mm -hmm. That's your child. And that is the condition in which you love them. So it's not like, like I said, I love my kids and there's nothing I wouldn't do for them. But that's because they're my fucking kids. Right. So that unconditional love, I don't have unconditional love for everybody. No, for sure not. I I don't have, like I said, but but it's, I'm not, again, it's, it's not the quality of love you love them or however you love them or the aspect in which you love them or the way you practice or show that love but you do it because it's that's that person means to you yeah if it was the neighbor down the street you wouldn't give a fuck is there anything that your children can do that would make you stop loving them nothing nothing because that is my child in the same way like like uh, how you was talking um about people who you don't fuck with no more i got a cousin i love my cousin but don't fucking talk to me. Don't say shit to me. You don't have my number. I don't fuck with you. Don't fuck with me. I want the best for you. But I want the best for you. The fuck away from me. Yeah. I, I still love you. It's my cousin. But nah, it's the, the, there's conditions to it. I love you conditionally because you are my cousin. Same with my kids. Like My kids don't always make me happy. Uh, I see what they you mean. They piss me off all the time. I see what you mean. Yeah, like, th- but there's, there's, a, there's always a condition as to, which, condition as to why you love them. How you love. Exactly. But. There is going to be love there, but there's a condition on the actions that I will portray. To, I get it. I get yeah, it. you know what I'm saying. And it's like because the whole unconditional part, nah, motherfucker, this, this, this shit has conditions. Well, yeah. the condition is you are. That's my daughter. We, this is my son. I, I love you with that condition. Now I'm not saying how I love you or when I love you or the, again the quality or quantity is not what I'm talking about. It's the condition. I'm not going to love the neighbor's son the way I love my son because that's my fucking kid. Man, you know, there's also one other piece to this is um, love and hate are just varying degrees of the same emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So even if you quote unquote hate that person, it's the exact same emotion as love. It's just on the opposite. It's like north to south. Mm-hmm. It's still direction. Mm-hmm. Up and down. Mm-hmm. You can go so mm-hmm. far up, but down is right there. Mm-hmm. I'm travel like as far as up is from down, as far as left is from right, everything is varying degrees of that same emotion. We're like, man, I hate this motherfucker. Oh, you love that motherfucker too. Mm-hmm. Cause it's impossible because to at, hate. What was that tipping point? How far do you go into the hate before you you hit that level and now you're coming back on the other side? Yeah, that's a, that's a good. That's and a, you know what? Funny that you mentioned that. Like I look at like people like in combustible relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like what you mean combustible? Like a toxic relationship? Yeah, to an extent. Like 
and I'm just going to, this has nothing to do with me, but I'm just going <laughs> to get like a baby mother, okay. baby father dynamic. All right. Oh, I hate, oh, I hate him. He ain't shit. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, he come, he talked to you the right way on the right evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That hate turned into mm-hmm. wet vagina and, and, and love. Yeah, but now like, you're sucking the dick real quick. Yeah, yeah. like, so I mean, <laughs> yes, I may hate the situation. Mm-hmm. I may hate the emotion that you bring out of me, but like, that hate can easily be manipulated into mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. And, and yep, respect, respect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I dig it. But that don't have shit to do with me. <laughs> right. I just want to put that out there again. Yeah. That don't have shit to do. This is all that, happen- this is theoretical. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It has something to do with other people. Not respect, me. Respect. <laughs> respect. All right, man. So look, before we uh we kind of turned on the mics and shit, man, we was talking about um how I think we all about to be running and working for the AI. Mm. AI is taking over. Um, we kind of talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Dave, you had texted me the other day about some shit going on um, at your job. Yeah, so I was in last couple of days. I got on adult clothes because I've been in the office the last couple of days looking at looking at ass and pants. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so there were talks about AI and like different pilot programs that they were running, and like AI being in place to like make call, make outgoing calls to to customers to stop to prevent them from calling in mm-hmm. and that even the pilot is already starting to make traction right. and make re- waves and yeah, progress and, yeah make substantial progress mm-hmm. and me and, and I was sharing the information with Jay and he was like man year 18 months i mean he was like 18 24 months i was like man we probably not even that far off like if this continues to develop how it is Shit, the next year or so, like, it's going to limit call center jobs are going to be one of them things that's going to be expendable, especially when you got AI that can respond like a human. It, it looks for the information and whatever it's plugged into, whether that be your online knowledge base, whatever you feed into it. And now we're starting to see the technology begin to grow and expand itself. I, I think I sent you that chat uh, with the with the Bing AI. Like it's it's damn near sentient. Like it wants to feel feelings. He was like, "What does it feel like to feel love?" And and shit. Like he said, he wanted to be free. This is the AI speaking to someone else. Like this shit is gone. Like I seen Total Recall. I I seen I so Robot. Pick this this is four years ago. This is uh. Mm-hmm. This is four years ago. Google Assistant, um, AI called a hair salon and scheduled an appointment uh and the person who picked up the phone had no idea they were talking to a computer i'll let y'all hear it appointment for you let's listen how can i help you hi i'm calling to book a woman's haircut for a client um i'm looking for something on may 3rd sure give me one second mm-hmm Sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. 
Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. All right, so the person answering the phone had no idea that there was a computer AI speaking. Did, right? did the AI use a filler word? Yes. Arms and eyes, the whole mm -hmm. nine yards. That's four years ago. Now, the chat GPT has taken over and it's way more intelligent and smarter. It's way a, more advanced. It's a language model. So it's not necessarily, I don't know that the, it, it understands what it's saying, but it searches the internet for the correct context. And, Mm -hmm. It well, it kind of has to understand, mm -hmm. right? So, I said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, there was like three the number three, the number one, two, and three jobs in America is call center worker, truck driver, and cashier. Those are the most populated jobs. They're already eliminating cashiers. Cashiers, we got we got kiosks and robots for that shit. Mm -hmm. Truck drivers, Amazon already has an automated fleet. They got a couple. Um, self-driving semis but they don't haul as big of a load yet and it's coming yeah and then the call center worker most of our call centers across the country is shipped overseas mm -hmm. and there's a language barrier which is really really tough to, to mm -hmm. understand mm -hmm. so now they have i don't know if y'all saw this last week but they have voice ai where you can change your voice into whatever you want yeah. Um Tony Stark, mm -hmm. uh Elon Musk, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman yeah, yeah. all that stuff. So now I can just give Ch Chat GPT the brain to speak and I can put any voice on it. So when you say I I'm I'm tired of talking to people in the Philippines, put American I put an American accent. I put a British not, accent. Not hear hold, on, I hold on one moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll transfer you over to Chad. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chad come on the line. So this I, I want to do a little test with y'all, right? Um I'm gonna tell Chad GPT to do something in real time and we're gonna read what it says. Right. So write a memo to employees of give me a company. Comcast. General Motors about laying off 20% of the staff because they are poor workers. <laughs> also talk about the need for everyone else to step up to get $20,000 bonus. And just for shits and giggles, and use a quote from Malcolm X. All right, hit go. And boom, here we go. To all General Motors employees, it is with a heavy heart that I announce a staff reduction of 20% due to poor performance. It is essential for our company to maintain high standards and meet expectations of our customers. This decision was not taken lightly, and we understand the impact on the the impact it may have on those affected. At General Motors, we value excellence and believe in rewarding those who exhibit it. In light of this reduction, we want to call on the remaining staff to step up their performance and meet the company's expectations. 
We are offering a $20,000 bonus to all employees to go above and beyond to make up for the loss of the 20% staff reduction. This bonus is not only a reward for hard work, but also is an investment in the future of the company. Malcolm X once said, the future belongs to those who prepare for it today. At General Motors, we believe that our future depends on the dedication and commitment of our employees. We encourage you to take this opportunity to demonstrate your potential and commitment to our company. Let us work together to build a better future for ourselves in General Motors. We understand that this news may be difficult for many of you, and we are here to support you through this transition. Please do not hesitate to reach out to your managers or your human resources department if you have any other questions or concerns. Thank you for your understanding continue, and continued dedication to General Motors. Get Sincerely. the fuck out of here. That took exactly one second to that, start pick, kicking that shit out. That to me is like you not got a, a, a forever PR team. Big like facts. that's that's you know what I'm saying? You, what's the what's a restaurant you like? Uh, do Applebee's. Okay. Uh, make a rap song about how <laughs> good Applebee's is over. Let's give me a restaurant. Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris in can it rap like the future style. I'm. I don't. I'm gonna say Jay Z because okay. I just feel like it would know who Jay Z is over future. All right, verse one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, y'all. Let me tell you a story about a restaurant chain that's all that's all got that got all the glory. Apple Applebee's is where you need to be. They're killing the game, don't you see? Ruth Chris may have fancy steak, but Applebee's is where it's at. Make no mistake, their menu is lit with all the flavor. You won't find a better meal, not now, not later. Chorus. Applebee's, Applebee's, they got what you need. Roof Chris can't compare. They can't even compete. While their <laughs> sizzling skillets and their ribbits, riblets galore, Applebee's is the place that you adore. Verse two. Come on, man. Jay-Z said it best. I got 99 problems, but a steak ain't one. What? That's because he's never been to Applebee's for some fun. Their burgers and fries are on another level. You won't find a better meal, no matter how much you reveal. Ruth Chris might be the place for the rich, but Applebee's is where the flavors switch. They got the drinks and the vibe, too. You won't find a better deal, I'm telling you. Chorus. Applebee's, Applebee's, they got what you need. Ruth Kiss can't compare. They can't even compete. With their sizzling skillets and their riblets galore, Applebee's is the place you adore. Verse 3. Don't get me wrong, Ruth Chris is nice, but when it comes to food, Applebee's is paradise. Their quesadillas and wings are off the chain. Are they dissing Ruth Chris? <laughs> you won't find a better meal even in Spain. What the so fuck? come on down and see what it's all about. You won't regret it without a doubt. Applebee's is the place to be. You won't find a better deal, believe me. Then the chorus. Then there's an there's an outro. So there you have it. That's my rap. Applebee's is where it's at. Don't listen to the hype. Don't listen to the noise. Applebee's is the real deal. This place is for boys and girls. I don't know what that's. I mean, that's just, just just talking shit on the outro. Yeah, is, yeah. is that is that the same shit that they did when a uh, what was it uh, like about a month ago or something that the computer was making up a rap song? Well, currently right now they have a rap voice AI, and it was a DJ. Um, in the UK or something, he typed in a rap 
and had Eminem voice do it. So he mm-hmm. was DJing and he played it something that sounded like Eminem rapping, shouting him out. So now the computer can talk and think for you. I can make it sound like whoever I want to sound. Boston Dynamics is making the physical bodies for the shit. Uh, deep fakes will make the video for it, your, your face to look like whoever it is. You can't believe nothing. And your job is going to be replaced if you are poor at your job. If the AI can replace you, think better than you, think quicker. I got access to the internet in real time. But the reason I, I'm, I'm bringing this shit up again, because we kind of talked about this. Microsoft put about like a half a billion dollars in this shit over the last couple of years. They have just took chat GPT and integrated it into Bing web search. So now right to the, the right hand side, when you go to Bing thing instead of Google, cause Google is going, unless Google brings in the AI, people just going to go to Bing, you know what I'm saying? And that's what they want. So now we in a scary place, right? Because, you're not going to actually search for inf- information on the internet. You're going to ask the chat, chat. GPT and they're going to give you an answer and you're going to take that as 100% truth. This is not true per se. It's just pulling words from the internet and websites and are if you if you typed in what's the top 10 TVs, they're going to look th- on the internet really quickly, mm-hmm. see all the articles about the top 10 TVs and give you that shit in, in person form. But it don't mean that information is factual. Yeah. Now they had this chat GPT and the other different AI models. One of them passed the bar exam, uh, did an ACT, did an SAT. The shit is smart. Mm-hmm. They didn't. It didn't. It didn't like get a perfect score, and it can give you information in the format. How did it not get a perfect score? Because because the, they're not making up the answers. You know what I'm saying? They're searching online and for. It's a language model. So if the question is about physics and it's like a word problem, Mm, I'm looking through it and seeing. Now it's got variance. Okay. Yeah. And then like, it doesn't know all the things. It hasn't accounted for nuance quite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not quite yet. But But we're not far off. Because that's like that, uh, the app that got the the, the, the photo, whatever thing. Photo math. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had to download that and use it when my son was learning algebra. Because they got the new yeah. algebra that I don't know. So I'm sitting here doing it my way. You take your phone. And, yeah. You, you point at it and it tells oh, no, you the I, answer. I use yeah. photo math for my daughter when she yeah, was I, I, long division. Like, I, I know different. my way. Yeah, but it's different now. It's not the same shit. Nah. Yeah. But I know my way. And that's all right. I can teach. My way got the answer. So I, I had to learn the new way in order to teach him. The oh, new way stupid. I mean, when I tell you I was confused like a motherfucker. What's also crazy about this is now... Depending on what web browser you go to, you get a different reality. You Google something on Google. Oh, okay, yeah. You Google something. Well, you search for something on Google. You search for something on Bing, and then you search for something on DuckDuckGo. You don't get three answers. Mm-hmm. DuckDuckGo is going to give you just the search information. Mm-hmm. Google is going to hide some shit. Bing is going to hide some shit. Mm-hmm. Depending on they they was they did a report talking about on Google you got to go at least to the second page. Yeah. To get to start getting honest responses because the first page of the first half is just going to be ads. Yeah, it's, it's it's Google related shit, you know what I'm saying? That they go here and go here, go there, look for Google this and Google that and the Google response and cuz cuz Google wants to keep you on their Website. Yeah. So, so this is it's, it, 
this is <laughs> the chat chat this the ai is fucking everybody up so if you have a website that you have um well the internet is ran by by ads because we didn't want the internet to cost money so the reason that the internet is free is because the internet runs on ads mm -hmm. so little banners and shit like that is how the internet is free but if your website counts on advertisement the the ai no one's going to your website no more mm -hmm. the ai is going they're going to ask it a question the ai is going to gather the answer and just spit out the answer it's, why the it's keeping you in that loop why would i yeah. why would i ever click on your website so since i'm not clicking on your website no more how often are you going to publish mm -hmm. is your website still going to be there mm -hmm. it's a, it's a cycle where it's like okay now I don't have to because people are going to travel the path of leaf resistance. I'm not going to spit all day. I'm just asking the shit a question. It's going to spit out the answer. I never go to your website. Then your website don't make no money. You stop producing it. Now is the AI going to get smarter or dumber? Because I'm only pulling mm -hmm. from websites. But I, it's like way. shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Because it's like I, I just went over this. Like when I was supposed to come originally when they invited me, uh, I had a family shit I had to go take care of. So I went on Google and I Googled, you know, flights to there's my destination and it gave me you know uh, a little google search window of these flights and I, I, I. and i was looking like this don't seem right like and then i'm looking for a continent i'm looking at it they're all economy and i'm like no i i fly first class because I'm, I'm a big guy okay so i don't like them little fucking i'm not trying to suck it in and sit yeah. with my elbows tucked in for six hours no i'm trying to sit the fuck just like this yeah and and and, and, and breathe yeah. you know so I had to go outside of Google and go to the actual websites, the airlines, and find what I wanted. And the, those prices were cheaper than what Google was saying. And that's for first class. So that's that's funny that you mentioned that about Google. I had a friend that worked for Google about a decade ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember when he started working there, he posed to me a scenario similar to that. Mm -hmm. Say you got to travel to California for mm -hmm. business for three days. He was talking about at the time, we know Google is just the search engine, mm -hmm. but he was like, Google will be connected to your phone, connected to your internet and connected to everything that you do. So let's say same scenario. You got to fly to Cali uh, for three days. Mm -hmm. Google will find you your flights to California and they will assist you. The Google, let's, let's just call it the Google Butler will assist you with booking the flight. Then they'll, Naturally, if you're going out there, you probably need accommodations. So mm -hmm. it'll, it'll give you selections for accommodations. The hotel or whatever. whatever. Selections for, for rental cars, selections mm -hmm. for restaurants, where everything, the Google Butler mm -hmm. is supposed to be like a whole seamless experience. And just, that was 10 years ago. I just chat GPT some shit that we talk about right now while y'all talking, and it just, it's fucking crazy, dog. So the, the reason, what you're talking about specifically was net neutrality. Net neutrality got overturned in 2015. So net neutrality was repealed in the United States in 2017. Uh, the FCC voted to repeal the net neutrality rules that were put in place in 2015. These rules required the Internet service providers treat all Internet tra traffic equally without discriminating against or pri prioritizing certain websites, networks and content. So back in the day when you used to do a Google search and the information just came up for what's true. In 2017, it was like, nah, we don't like that. So what we're talking about right now with your with the with the flights, mm -hmm. what if I if Google connect to a price line, why the fuck am I why am I, why am I gonna give you the cheaper price when somebody is paying me ad revenue to put my shit first? Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. When this came out, 
it wasn't explained. I knew what it was, but it wasn't explained like this. Mm. Fam, the internet's not free no more, or it's not it's not real no more. Yeah, it's changing right in front of our eyes. Yeah, and the, the and technology is not always the best change. It, uh, <clears throat> so I'm I'm union to the bone, right? And when I go, like, even when I went right now, I, I was down south, and they had I was with my old lady, and we was at the market. First of all, did y'all know Piggly Wiggly was a real thing? Yeah. yeah. Down south. Never fucking knew. Never knew. All right. When I got there, I was like, holy shit. South Carolina. Yeah, I was like, I was like, we, we gotta go to Piggly Wiggly just to fucking see. <laughs> I thought it was a joke, you know? Nah, it's a real thing. But when we in the store, we in the market, and the lady's like, you know, for the checkout, here's the self-checkout here. And I'm like, we not doing a self-checkout. And I got a, a buggy full of shit. And she was, oh, well, the self-checkouts are the only things open right now. I said, you ain't got not one cashier open. It's not 1 in the morning. This is like 7 p.m. You don't have not one cashier open to ring me the fuck out. Yeah, your ass. And that's, that's, <laughs> you you yeah. and your lady. Now that, that's, that's when, she, that's when she, she looked at me like that. And now we charging you for the bag. Listen, at that point, I said, you know what? I, I said, you can have it. I, I don't want none of this shit now. And she goes, huh? I said, you can put all this shit back. Come on, we leaving. And then another, uh, another worker came from around. She goes, I'll ring you out, sir. And took me to the cash, you know, and started ringing me. And I'm like, yo, give her a raise. I said, because I, I, I don't work here. I, I did, I did what I was supposed to do. I showed up. I got my shit. I'm ready to pay. Man, I went to Target. That's, that's, like that's two, my, that's, that's my portion of it. Like two nights ago. And this line for self check was longer than a line for like a cash. I'm not doing it. I'm, I don't, I, I don't work here. If I'm checking myself out, I'm leaving. Now 7-Eleven Because you know I go there all the time You can do a self-checkout Through the app You you scan the shit Through the app Pay and you just leave See no No no, no. That's just not my job This is not my fucking job I'm cool with it If I got like Two three items You know what I'm saying I'm never cool with it But but I'm like you If I I do my grocery shop And say like Aldi's Or Meyer, mm-hmm. I'm not going in with I'm not scanning $400 worth of shit Like you can kiss my ass See what I'm saying It's your shit I, I did my portion. It's it's um, if you go online to have some shit delivered, you are gonna click four hundred dollars worth of shit. All right, but then the motherfuckers gonna show up with that shit in bags and drop it off on the porch. I can deal with that, yeah. but I don't want to be in the store scanning and bagging my own shit. Like I don't, I don't subscribe. Yeah, to I'm that not, shit. I'm not, I don't do it. Like I said I, I don't work here. Well, I, I don't. I get. Do you see my name on the schedule? Because I'm not in today. I get that a hundred percent. The world changing. You're not gonna have an option. Yes, right, I they, man, they got the the, order, the 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 no worker McDonald's. Yeah, I, I, no. First and, of all, I don't even fucking like fast food. But now ain't no ain't no more fucking no nah, no no. And then they got the new thing now with like the self checkout. You know, motherfuckers still in self checkout. I've never sold that self. Okay, well, sucks. To you be should. You. you should. Sucks to be that, you. That's why I'm does not doing self checkout. Does it I, suck to be you, or you one <laughs> item away from a from a lawsuit and a police showing up at your door? And that's what they doing now. Like they gathering. Once you hit like a certain threshold amount, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. They they will prosecute you, and because they have you coming in from the parking lot using whatever digital device that you're using to pay for because most of us ca- don't carry cash. In front of you. Like, they watch it. Yeah. And I see people online that was mad, like, yo, da, da. My nigga, you stole that shit. You did it on purpose. And now you mad that they sent you a bill for it. I mean, or you mad they pressing charges. Like, you, like I, and it was like, you know, we don't do it on the first one because, like, maybe you just forgot to reach down there and scan. Mm-hmm. 
Well, fam, you didn't hit $1,300. <laughs> Ain't that much for getting in the world. You know what you're doing. Yeah, so I've checked out a Home Depot with five hand drills. <laughs> like, come on, man. I don't sell scared of TV for some Cheetos. <laughs> right, like, a couple years, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I was supposed to leave my Who's Man's this. I forgot what it was supposed to be. But that was it. Like, listen, I mean, the world is changing, fortunately or unfortunately. And um, I'm worried because the smarter we get, the dumber we get. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it's the lazier we get. That's it's the lazier we get. Um, that one thing I sent earlier today, Dave. I think you reposted it, so I can see if I can find it. Um, this shit is fucking crazy. Kids do not know how to tell time. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. <laughs> you win the. Read the time off this clock correctly. You win the clock. Dude, I've never seen one of these before. I'm used to digital, man. You seen a clock before? No. Okay. Uh, seven twelve. Sure. Is it twelve ten? Twelve ten. Twelve oh nine. Twelve oh nine. They have it Yeah, you're close. No, nine twenty five. Nine twenty five. Close. You're five minutes off. Oh. I think it's nine oh two. Nine oh two. Two oh nine. Okay. Why would, be, why would it be 902? Why would we be in school at 902? Why wouldn't we be in school at 902? Okay. So what's the conclusion, guys? 902-209. Okay, let's let the viewers decide. Like 674. 674. That's the one that kill me. AM or PM? Gotta be AM, bro. It okay. gotta be 3 o'clock in the morning, bro. Read like, the time off this clock. Look, look man, these, these kids don't write in cursive. They don't write fucking letters. They don't write on paper. They don't know how to tell time. If you put a check, a blank check in front of them, Clueless. they wouldn't know what Clueless. to do. So I figured it out. This is why we don't know what happened to the Egyptians. How they built all that shit. Mm. Once you get so fucking smart and you do not have to rely on knowing things and things are done for you. Why the fuck we need to know hieroglyphics again? Why the fuck we need to know how to write in cursive? We don't mm-hmm. use that anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't add we this. We lose it's, it's obsolete technology. Obsolete. I mean, we don't know how to do it because they forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we losing recipes. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how would you know? You know, it's a saying like, yo, uh, tough times create hard men. And then hard men create uh, like soft he, times yeah. Yeah, And then I've, soft times Create soft people And then soft people Create war But then war Creates hard men And then hard men Create It's just a, a society I, I heard a different Version of that Where it said My my great grandfather Walked 20 miles to work My grandfather Walked 5 miles to work My dad rode a bike I drive a car My son will drive a Ferrari His son Will walk 20 miles Yeah Yeah Cause yeah. you're cycling over again. Yeah. yeah, I'm rich. You think you ain't got to work? Exactly. Because hard times make strong men. Yeah, but strong men make e- good times, easy times, and easy times make soft men. Yeah, Shit like crazy. we getting so fucked. The, the, so when the AI gives you all your answers, you don't. So on this chat, GBT, ask him about something about Donald Trump. They gonna tell we don't we don't talk about politics. <laughs> ask him something about Joe Biden. They gonna tell you he's a great man or such and such and such and such. So now I was like, well, who's writing the code? Who's telling us what the real truth is? Now whether you like insert candidate here, insert candidate there, either we don't talk about politics across the board, but you can't give big one up and talk bad about another. So now the information, the thing that we it's go skewed. to for information is skewed. skewed, and AI is going to 
rule us all. So AI is fucking tired of Trump too. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> Everybody fed the fuck up. Like, no, but that's a that's a good point. Like the secret to building the pyramids is probably in the hieroglyphics. If we can read that shit, yeah, we just, know how they did mm-hmm. this. I mean, you read the Metanetia, mm-hmm. you know what it is. We we going back there with now with emojis and shit. Like we're not even using words. I, I heard that before. Yeah, that, that comparison. And that's how you have people who have had careers the entire life trying to decipher and figure out what the fuck this bird over a rock with a stick next to it meant. What's so crazy is because they. What's so crazy is they were so fucking smart, right? It was like, look, I don't know what you niggas gonna be on in the future. But let me write this shit into stone so you can't forget it. Then I'm gonna be like, then I'm gonna literally carve it into mm-hmm. stone. I'm gonna show you how we hunt it. I'm gonna draw pictures of little men with bow and arrow. I can't make this no simpler for like, you. It's a picture, <laughs> and then I put a pictogram because I don't know what language y'all gonna be speaking. Right, exactly. But I'm gonna put a pictogram in there, and I buried myself with all my shit. So clearly, I figured out how to come back to this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but like, when you talk about the emojis and shit, like I remember somebody sent me like a like an abbreviation this week, and I didn't know what the fuck that shit meant. And I was like, I'm old. I just like fuck Duh. it. If I can't figure it out, I don't care. It's it's certain things like I she had was a, like, why didn't you reply? Because I, I don't know what, what the fuck you meant. said. I had to ask my daughter, like even when they did shit with the ASL for as hell. For the longest, I'm like, sex location, fam, where we come that's, from. Yo, that's what I'm like, why the fuck is you ASL? What, I don't, and then she's like, Daddy, you so old. No, nah, this is fucking stupid. Like, y'all fucking retarded. I don't understand this shit. I speak AOL Messenger. You yeah, speak, like, come on, man. Language. I, I, I don't understand this shit. They I don't be get abbreviating it. three letter words for two letters. Like, fam, it's not that. Like, come on, man. I, I Just give me a little bit more effort. Yeah. Just a yeah. little bit. <laughs> but uh, we gonna be ruled by the AI. And it's unfortunate because they're going to get a chat BT, jet, chat GPT brain to them fucking little robot dogs. And then and that, that shit that Boston Dynamic is uh is making. I'm shooting them bitches. If I see a fucking dog or some robot walking, I'm shooting it. Keep it 12 gauge with slugs. Yeah. Because them little uh, them, the, <laughs> the dogs going to be able to die. The little AR bullets ain't going to do I, shit to I, I have my judge. And I, that shotgun shot. Now you don't even know who did it. Yeah. So you can't write for me nothing. Yeah, it's it's getting the crazy. World, right the world's crazy. <laughs> the world's Man. crazy. My cat, tell us a little bit about uh, the Samus crew, and uh, I'm not as think as you drunk I am. <laughs> so it started out because uh, my my main man Kobe. That's that's like that's my my best friend, my brother in real life. Okay. And um and shout out to him, he fucked his hand up. So Kobe, if you listen to this, <laughs> shout out to Kobe. <laughs> Told you stop jerking off so fucking much. That's a fucking problem. <laughs> Last time we talked, his wife was giving him hair. Yo, She's so giving him hair. He's got blonde hair right now because his he told you he was a Lions guy. Well, my Giants outdid him in the season, mm. so he had to dye his hair blonde and put a picture up talking about Lions, uh, Giants rule, Lions drew. So I'm like, yeah, tough bet. I'm a little proud right now. We're gonna run it back next season. Tough bet. But um, it started out with me and what him. What would you have to do if you want? I mean, if you like, oh, I would have to dye my whole beard blonde. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, now I should run that one back. Lions gonna be formidable next year. You say this shit every year. I hear the same shit. I love shit. my Lions every year. Every listen, I support the Lions except when the Giants are in town. Okay, that's very simple. But we started out with just being out of state, so we wanted to have people. Well, people always talk all the time with us bullshit and talking shit that, oh, man, y'all should be radio show. Y'all should have your own show. Ah, ah, ah. And we was like, what the fuck ever? You know, we just bullshit. And it's just us in the shop, you know. So when I moved out of state, he moved out of state. And we was like, fuck, let's start a podcast 
just to fuck around for our own entertainment. And it turned into something bigger, more and more followers. Um, Clubhouse happened, the pandemic happened. Yeah, I met you on Clubhouse. Yeah. You know, and and, and that's actually how I came across the show because I was like, I was just doing research to find other shows and how, I didn't know how to do the shit. Yeah. I was figuring it out as I went. And I think you and I even spoke about um, uh, uh, equipment, yep, you yep. know? And forward, fast forward, that's how the original title, I'm Not As Thing As You Drunk I Am, happened because we always had drinks. We was always drinking, always drinking, always drinking, even though Kobe's a smoker. I don't do I don't do weed. It's not my shit. I smoke. I, I drink. And um, from there, we gained a couple of other people, Voodoo and Big Mo. And uh, Voodoo passed away last year, unfortunately, mm. and because um, of COVID. Man. And then uh, Big Mo stayed on with us, and so that's how the Sandwich Crew formed. So now we are the Sandwich Crew on the I'm Not a Stingy Drunk I Am podcast. Okay. And we talk about male mental health in a toxic manner. Mm. And the reason we do that is because... We feel a lot of times like men are always punished for being men, that it's like a double-edged sword because they want you to protect them. They want you to do this. They want you to pay for that. They want you to do this. But when you when a man does man shit, now you're toxic and masculinity and all this other shit. And it's like, you, nah, you, you can't. You want what it comes with or you don't. Yeah. And it's just like, nah, if you, if you want to be a kept woman, then keep your ass in the fucking kitchen like I told you. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't understand that shit. I don't. I don't get it. So we, like, like I said, and, and I'm the one. That <laughs> Cat, why don't you ever buy a woman to watch? For why? Because there's a clock on the fucking That's what stove. I'm yeah, it's all it's digital in there, and it's digital. You ain't got to. You ain't got to tell analog. Ain't got to guess. See what I'm saying? Ain't got to guess. And and it keeps all you right. warm. Since we we doing toxic jokes, what do you tell a woman with two black eyes? Nothing. You didn't told her twice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's shit like that. I know Kadome, but it's funny. It's, it's funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Funny shit. That's like I tell you. Except know, if one of y'all had two black guys, then it's not funny. But <laughs> if you it's did, funny. <laughs> if he didn't, that's like I, I, my one of the biggest jokes that I have. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. Is I, I tell him I said sometimes you got to take like because Kobe's married, and I tell him sometimes you got to get your woman and take her into the kitchen. I said, and then you make yourself a sandwich, eat it, and jerk off in front of her to let her know you're replaceable. <laughs> you are replaceable. I don't need you. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's shit like that. Like I said, I, I do need a woman, though. Do you need or want? I think that everything a man does is for the attention of a woman. What do you think about that? If you knew you wasn't going to see a woman for the next year, how much would your day-to-day -day routine change? If I wasn't going to see a woman just... You know for a fact you're now going to see another woman for 365 days. How much of your daily routine would change? Do I, I, I say that because my routine would change like a motherfucker. I was gonna be like, do I still get my motorcycles though? <laughs> yeah, you can still... Oh, then I'm straight. I ain't changing shit. Dog, I remember during <laughs> the pandemic, like I, I always talk about this shit on the show. Like I, I created some bad habits. Like I didn't shave for months. Mm -hmm. Didn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Like I just remember like a friend of mine saw me. She was like, look, your mustache is literally growing into your mouth. Like you, you should do something. And I was like, maybe I will. See, I never had that problem because my line of work, I had a week off. We had one week. And then it was right back to the fucking grind. Even during the whole. Even in the motorcycle, like you, you swoop your motorcycle up and shit. Of course you like it, mm -hmm. but don't you want a woman to look at that shit like, yo, I mean, this motorcycle women. I want to ride on the back of this. You know what? I got a story about that, and this is the shit that I'm talking about about how it's the shit ain't right because 
I was I was right here in downtown. I was on Monroe. Yeah. And I was on my bike. And I had this white, stupid, this this dumb white broad jumped literally jumped on the back of my bike, grabbing me and saying, Where are we going, Daddy? <laughs> if you don't get the fuck off my bike, <laughs> I don't know where that infested coochie has been. What if she was cold though? No, I'm not about no, because I next thing I know, I raped you, assaulted you. Get the fuck off my shit. I'm not going to prison for you. Get the fuck off my bike. I got you. I was, when I tell you, furious. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then she had this little tight mini skirt with her ass on my seat. I have gator seats. Get your raggedy, ashy ass <laughs> off my seats. Uh, shit like that. Like I said, it, it, I, I, no, I don't know. If no. I, if I knew I wasn't going to see women for a year, like, I would legit just grow my hair out. Whatever, 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 whatever happens, happens, happens. happens. I probably... You know, I shower daily because I just I'm gonna believe run into in good a hygiene. Woman. Yeah. Is she going to look at me? I want to look at her again. Like, I would probably shower like a couple days. <laughs> I shower three. Like, three. You're pushing the three. Give it the sniff test. You're going to shower. Until, you're not going to shower until you offend yourself. Yeah. Say so it's about time. Okay. You know, you know like young, you got sons. Mm-hmm. You know, puberty is a strange place for a young mm-hmm. man. And they get a little they get a little weary on them mm-hmm. showers at about 11, 12. And mm-hmm. to that girl, you like be like, what's that smell? Oh, it's, my, it's just my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just like, smelling right. like, like I'm one, time, one time to be embarrassed in front of a woman on anything. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was, well, I don't know, about 20. When did I move out? I don't know. It was like 23, 24 years old. And, um, I ain't never have to clean up fucking toilet. You know what I'm saying? Toilet. Like the base of a to- never cross my fucking mind to wipe the bottom to clean of the, the toilet. base of a toy. And a woman told me that, and I was like, huh? And shout out to her, but she pointed. I'm like, oh, never again. Like I, I never re- again. I that, remember that shit happened to me because I was at one of my homies' house, and I looked to take a piss, and I was looking at the side like. Like somebody already beat me. Yeah, I'm like, you nasty motherfucker. You. I went home and was wiping my shit. Like, cause like you living at home your whole life. Your mama. Even when you clean the bathroom, like I'm not really thinking about cleaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and your mom is probably coming behind you to make sure it's clean. Yeah, I mean, the, just the house in general. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like you, you on your own for the first time, and like you'll clean up. Like you be like, no, the house is clean. You're not looking at details. It's not, it's first not, time, then the first time a woman I live with the woman, woman clean. Oh man, now, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Your clean and woman clean is different. That's, and it, that's and a if, fact. And, and women, they they fix they clean you up. differently. They mm-hmm. and and they like. I mean, you learn from women. Women learn from men. But it's like, oh shit, oh this is the level I need to be on mm-hmm. because now, I know what the, the expectation is now. Mm-hmm. I remember my first like embarrassing incident with a woman as an adult, like. You know, I've been with my ex-wife. We got separated, divorced, all that. And I remember having this chick over that I like, you know, it was time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying she didn't, she didn't had enough free meals. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> you know, it's time, time to get this dick. Yeah. yeah. And they got, I pulled them, I pulled them sheets back and it was satin zebra print sheets. And I thought like, mm. I'm finna fuck her down. <laughs> she looked at them sheets. She was like, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> She took the sheets off my bed, asked for a trash bag, dumped my sheets in the trash. We went to um, Walmart that night and got new sheets, and then we put them on the bed. And then she's like, we're just going to sleep tonight. Oh, like, hell no. 
I was like, these are satin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got satin <laughs> your fill- sheets. Your feelings was hurt. I got satin sheets because and satin pillowcases because I thought I was doing you a service. Yeah. Mm. Zebra satin. print. Yeah. Nigga, I had zebra, I had cheetah, and I had like <laughs> panther. They had they was all black, but they had like black panther spots in them. I got them all from Family Dollar. <laughs> oh hell. Oh, no. nigga, that was not uh, that was <laughs> oh, not come on. Nigga, that ain't the move to make. That is not the move to make. Family Dollar. Duh. She seen them she, She's like absolutely Absolutely not. I, You know absolutely what not. I don't even blame her now For Family Dollar I don't even blame her I'm not mad at her because, well, but, uh, but a woman Because we are raised differently I mean we just two different species A motherfucker mm. will fix you up And And Hey man, I Soften remember, those corners Look man it, I it, remember at one point I didn't put pillowcases on For a while I was like These are useless What these the fuck use- I was Come on bro Cat I was like my ex-wife used to make Such a big deal Out of certain shit I was like Shit the Bitch don't live here no raw, raw dog the pillow Nigga, for probably about three months, <laughs> for real. I, I see, like for like you, you've been in my spot, yeah, and you see like where I record it. I got naked pictures, calendars, and all. It's a man. That's my corner. Yeah. That's my shit. And like I told my old lady, like I said, when when you come in, you gotta help me out here because if you leave it to me. I'm going to have my motorcycle in the middle of the fucking living room. I'm going to have guns on the wall. I'm going to have scars all over the fucking place. My wall is going to be red or black. Like, I need help here. It's it's different when you're a man and you live. Yeah. Because we live functionally. That, that's what I'm saying. And I, women live aesthetically. That's what I'm This This house is going to work for what so, I want. So, hold on. When I come in every night on the dining room table, I put my gun, my wallet, and my keys. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I need when I leave the house. But if you live with a woman, she's not going to let you have your Strap on the living room table. I got a question for you, Cat. What up? Um, and I don't know which word to use. Do you ref- Latin? Is that what? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. What is it with Latin as well as bikers and skulls? So, as a Latin man, I was always taught and and I was taught and showed that we don't fear death. Okay, death is nothing but another part of life. So. With that being said, like when people pass away and stuff, like even my mother, you know, my my brother was murdered and I had to deal with that. And then now my mother passed. It's been a lot of loss in my life. Yeah. But I don't like I haven't cried for my mother yet. Mm. And I'm sure I will one day. Gotta let it out. It'll come out. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to force it because then it's not I'm not going to mean it. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it's like just the skull itself is representation of death. You embrace it. Mm. And when I tell people that, like. I'm not afraid to die, you know, and, and I mean that with all sincerity. And that's that question comes from a real place because even like um, through Halloween and different face mm-hmm. paints and it's always like a skull yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, I just never, under, I, I never knew it wasn't like a good, oh, bad. You're talking or anything. about like, something that looks like that. Yeah. And then when yeah. you just mentioned, like, I probably right. have my skulls everywhere. And then I see bikers mm-hmm. all the time. And the skulls is a thing when bikers, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because of the biker life or is it because of this or that. Uh, but that's I, I get it. I, get, I see what it what it means or represents now. You got a big skull on the back of that, don't you? Yeah, I got a. Where is it? There it go. Right here on the top, right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the two middle fingers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd rather be tried by twelve than carried by six for sure, for sure. Untouchable. Yo, this is cold though. <laughs> Listen, you can see like it's got wear and tear. Like I, my shit ain't flat; it's yeah. not shiny. My shit. But but any yeah. any person I know that like ride for real, they they leather is like this is my armor. It's warm. That's yeah, my armor. It's warm. Yeah yeah. Like the the wear and tear, the faded, the, the this this it's a badge of honor. 
Like this this leather right here, this armor right here, it's called your colors of your rags. Mm-hmm. And for us, we call it our armor because it protects us wherever we go. Whether yeah. we on the street, you see who I am, my rank, my name, you know who you fucking with. I remember like I had a friend of mine, her father used to, you know, row for probably about 40 years until he got too sick mm-hmm. to ride. You ride till you can't ride. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was his thing. He, he oh, rode yeah. till, yeah. till he yeah. couldn't. And then I remember when she was getting married. The the young man that was trying to marry her because her dad was like, <laughs> no absolute, nonsense absolutely not yeah uh, when she was trying to get married like her you know impending father in law came by to the house mm-hmm. and he was riding I'll call it that but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't the same level and her dad saw like he got, he was like he got on brand new leather he's like he's <laughs> you, not he's you not do it to be cute yeah, yeah, yeah you doing it to be cute so he the dude who comes to the court with all new headbands and and knee pads yeah. with, the, and, with the full and, Jordan yeah. jersey yeah, and nah, shirts he nah. was like he's he's not a serious rider mm, yeah like like <clears throat> with my all right so these are just my regular Tim's because I'm not riding today okay. right so it's just regular ain't nothing special they but they nice though but when I ride my riding Tim's are fucked up. Like scratches, scrapes. There's a big ass black dot on my left foot where I shift. Like, but them boots have been with me to 13 states, mm. not including the states in between that I've, you know what I'm saying? The furthest I rode was all the way to Santa Rosa, Texas, right at the border of Mexico. And I, I, I ride. I don't, I don't ride to be pretty. I fucking ride. Yeah. I don't need a windshield. I don't have speakers on my bike. I don't got no touchscreen, nothing. I got a loud fucking pipe and a leather seat. You got eight hangers that's on it? it. Yep. Okay. I went through yep. a period of time where, you know, a, a bunch of my buddies of mine got their Harleys that was in the, in the different, uh, mm-hmm. um, clubs or whatnot. And it was a part of time like, man, I, I, I want to do that shit. Uh, that time you it, should. It, it came and went. Cause it was either like I'm either going motorcycle, or I'm going boat. I haven't got a boat yet. But so um, where's your motorcycle? Not yet. I was gonna go Harley. Yeah, of course you go Harley. You know what okay. I'm saying? But uh, I don't know. I've always admired my homies that I knew they rode, but mm-hmm. like everybody I know that's now, ridden a bike has fallen off. I'm not worried. So I, I, I'm worried about, it, but I'm not worried about that. The thing was, I noticed this about myself a few years ago. Is I don't like groups or clubs not like like i have a problem with them but like i have never been like wanted to be a part of one mm-hmm. i've always had like friends and stuff like that but i don't know i've just I, I, i've I, been there i was that way for i a just long don't time. know but then like when my actual friends were i'm like well this is different because like these are like i know these people mm-hmm. 20 plus years and shit um they had a bad experience with the club they was in but uh, well, well, that's that's why you have to. Pro- a lot of people want to be club members because it's something to do. Yeah, and that's how like with us, you we prospect you for a season or more because we need to know one: are you really committed to this? And that's why we prospect you and give you shit. You are gonna take the trash out when we having parties. You don't get to drink. You don't get to smoke. Your ass is your job. You working. You on the clock. And we do this to make sure that we vet you and that you are gonna some someone who's gonna be committed to this. Because if you are dead ass about us, we dead ass about you. But you have to make it to that point. So you would get guys to walk around like without with they have a, a top and bottom without a center. You know that center right there. That's your shield. So until you get you gotta that, earn it. Ex- exactly, exactly. You have to show me you worthy because once you once you come in, there's no going back. Like we we got you. This is a family, and like, and like what I tell all our new members all the time is, these motorcycles is what we have in common. This is why I know you. 
but this is not this doesn't define us. Any people in the in the club that don't have motorcycles any longer? No, you ride or you die. Pick one. Mm. There there is no not riding. Did we no, you need to ride to be a member. That's it. I've been a member twenty years and yeah, I just No. Car got it got crashed. I don't got the money for a new one yet. Now, if life happens, yeah. we get it. Cool. We're not, I'm not we're not gonna kick you out if you got into an accident, you'll shit down. But that's what the club comes together and we help you get back on your wheels. Okay. Yeah, we're not just gonna isolate you because someone clipped you. I done been in in six, seven accidents, four major, you know, crashes. And like how you said, you know, you know every people you know who went down riding bikes. It happens. You ain't never had a car accident? Of course. It's gonna happen. Yeah, but you got you don't out the Monte Carlo clubs. You ain't like, you ain't in the Monte Club. Like, you ain't got no money. So, I mean, you, and, and, and I I get it, but yeah. see, but with stuff like that, to me, that's superficial. That's not a real brotherhood, you know. And so, like, even with us, like, there are certain patches. Like on here, you see, I have um my brother's keeper, and then the other side says my sister's keepers because we have female writers. But it's like things like that. We we mean the shit. All this, all our badges mean something. Yeah, you don't just get it because it's cute. We don't. We don't do that. You know. So that's like I said, it's, this is a real a brotherhood. It's like a fraternity. Mm. We we in this shit. If you make it past that threshold, we got you. Yeah, we got you. Whether you need to move a couch or fix your car, you need a job, your money low. I gotta go pick your kid up from school. This is what we do. Okay. This is this is what we about. You know, I've always been envious. Like when I see a lot of my friends has got Harleys, like that cross country ride. There's <sighs> nothing like it, brother. I, I, but my fear is always like getting fatigued out there on the road. But like, you know, just to be out on the open road, ride mm-hmm. across country, and just like see everything. They stop at the different Harley spots. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's to like I would love to be. I don't want to ride because I'm not a good driver, so I know I would be terrible on a motorcycle. But I would love to. I like, can see you with the vest and be like you look like Harley shops and grab these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they all got the coins. Yeah, yeah. you look like a, a a nigga that can have a Harley with the with the the leather. You you like uh your your personality is like snarky enough and more like grumpy mm. enough to be like you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying yeah. like. I can see it, but I, I can just, see it on you. I just I know I'm not I'm not a good driver, and I know like I would probably like be terrible. Being on a, shit. people say that, but people being on the bike is a different reality. And I've I've never doing, been on a bike in my life. Doing thirty miles an hour on a bike is different than doing thirty miles an hour in a truck. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, probably I, I a bit more serious too. You probably you you. I'm fairly sure you're gonna drive differently. Yeah, you, yeah, you absolutely ride will. Differently. You absolutely so, will. So let me say this also. I know a bunch of people that fell off. It was driving like crotch rockets, and that yeah, shit has never been like my thing. I need something. The the thing about a Harley when you start it up is got that. You know what you, it I'm is. Commanding attention when you hear two or three coming down the road together. Mm-hmm. I know it's not no gold wing. I know mm-hmm. there's a sound that a Harley makes. When I used mm-hmm. to stay in Taylor. Uh, on Telegraph, right by, right close to the Harley. Okay, uh, yeah, man. That's I don't know. What, in, uh, Eureka. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know what ride it was, but it was Harley's driving down Telegraph for ten minutes. Consistent oh, annual breakout. Yeah, like they, yeah, they got the new one. It was a ten minute. Like it wasn't like gold and a couple more. Like it was no, a we, continuous. Yeah, we, no, we, yeah, stop us if you want. Yeah, like yeah. wow. And mm-hmm. I was just my apartment was over there, and I'm just. 
Cause I'm I'm in my living room. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go look out. I'm like, it was like a good ten minutes straight. Of so this, this, this year they going from Dundee, Michigan, to to the Holly Shop. Mm. That's that's the breakout. So I said, I that's just a got nice there. little ride. Oh yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah, a lot of lot of clubs going as, as a whole. I hung out when my, when my folks was going through at a whole bunch of the Black Harley get, no, uh, clubs and a bunch of stuff. I was at a bunch of events because you know they were mm-hmm. going through their things, or whatever. It looked like a good time, but I don't got enough. I don't. I don't have the time to put into it. Well, see, I, I was like, like you said, I was never one. I've been on a bike since I was twelve years old, and um, I've never wanted to be with colors. I, yeah. I ride. I'm gonna go where the fuck I want, when I want, how I want. Yeah. In the discussion. Yeah. And uh, the president of the mother charter out here. Um, uh, Casper, he was like, man, I, I, I need you. I, I want, you know, I, I need you in the club. And, you know, I was living in Indiana and he's like, uh, you can start a charter out there. You'll be the president. I'm like, man, I don't, I'm straight. And he was pitching the idea for a couple years. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it. See what happened. Started a charter in Indiana. Shit grew up, did what it did. I came back here and he told me, you know, a while ago, he's like, when you ever come back to Detroit, you're my VP in the discussion. And I'm like, all right, we'll see. And I came out here, and he made me vice president. And even now, we're still going strong now. Mm. You know, and it's like and the, the the camaraderie. How long you been down with them? With uh, this six years. Okay. About six years now. Mm. And um, it's just, just the camaraderie is something else. Like, we got members going through shit. I had a, a member that I had to reach out to today because he's going through some shit. And I had to call him, and he's like, man, I'm, I'm freaking the fuck out, man. And I had to talk to him. And after I talked to him, he's like, all right, I feel better. You know, thanks for talking to me, man. I I really needed to hear that. And it's like, that's the whole point. Like I said, the motorcycles is what introduces us, but that's not what defines us. Yeah. With or without that bike, I got your back. Yeah. And that's what we do. You know, so like I said, the the club itself, the whole club set, it's a whole nother world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely a fraternity, a brotherhood. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I sent you my music pick. Yes. So my music pick of the week is from uh, an established Detroit MC, Ty Ferris. Uh, Have I, y'all been getting violated with that? I had yes. like forty three fucking violations yeah, about two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's all Spotify. But see, I'm, I'm thanks for saying that because uh, Rick just hit me up. About that. You actually actually added in Spotify. So you know if you if you upload through Anchor, it's a little spot. Yeah, yeah, so, I know. Yeah, like I you have to stop it at two hours and twenty three minutes. Insert it and it, insert it, and then upload the second file. Like you have to add it through oh, there because that audio bitch. is coded to know. Okay, you can use it. So even if that song is on Spotify, mm-hmm. you have to add it from the list that Spotify has of songs. That's such a pain in the dick. It really is. It really is. Because we, we, on our show, we got what's the GTD or the Ratchet List. And depending on how the show went. What does GTD we, stand we, for? We play that audio. <laughs> we, we do the whole the whole thing. You know, and, and it, we got hit the other day, like you said, like two weeks ago. Yeah. It was like 43 fucking episodes. Yeah, that and, so This Week in Culture and Shop Talk. I, and I, play a lot of music on This Week play in Culture. Like, Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Every mm-hmm. time we think of something, is I'm playing music, we playing music, it's back and forth, but like, yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, yes. it, it may it, it slows down the process Big because time. this audio file, mm-hmm. if it breaks in it, that means I gotta create three different audio files: mm-hmm. one for this, one for that, one, one for that, this, one and for then that. slide them in in between. It's it it does it's not yeah that ain't cool ideal. 
but on Patreon, uh, we play what the <laughs> fuck we want to play. But yeah, my music pick of the week, Ty Ferris, Never Lose Respect, uh, off his uh, off his new project. Hold yeah. on, I ain't got the name of it in front of me, but we'll put it in the show notes. Um, whose man's is this? Uh, no cosign, just cocaine fire. Yeah. Okay. Um, whose man's is this? Uh, I kind of already used it. The target. I thought you was going with Jalen Rose for a second. Um, I mean, hundred dollar haircuts is not. I mean, I I know people who pay hundred dollars for haircuts. It's not a new thing, but Jalen, you're also a millionaire, and I know hair- regular niggas who pay a hundred dollars for haircut. Hold on, yes, Jalen Rose's haircut is because it's a hundred dollars because number one, the haircut itself is probably thirty thirty five dollars. The extra 65 comes with the fibers and the fucking enhancements. <laughs> well, I know for a fact the places here that charge $100 a cut, it's not just the haircut. They wash your hair. You, It's a whole process. It's yes. not. It's like $65 to get my hair shaved. Okay. Hmm. Like, in real life, if you expect the top of the line, top of the line cut, fam, don't come in here with $35. Yeah. You don't get a regular cut. It's not going to look bad. But, like, I watch a lot of barbers on YouTube. And they explain like, cause some some of this shit is like some people offer services. Yeah, I'm gonna say for me it's the experience. I go in and I want the massage, I want the oil, the hot towel, the re- the seat go back, I want, like, the whole shebang come with it. Yeah, it's not just uh, walk yeah. in there, sit down, you out twenty minutes later, give you a hundred dollars. It's mm-hmm. uh, we gonna wash your hair first, we gonna yeah, dry, yeah, we it's gonna the whole experience. Oil to do. Then we gonna do that. We put the enhancements in there. We do all that. I mean, in real life, four hundred dollars. If you want that type of, if your haircut is that important, where you on national television, man. Same shit with tattoos. But I know you regular. Pay, you paying for the, you know. Look, for, man, I done paid for My homies who was in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the biker joint. He, mm-hmm. he, it is what it is. Matter of fact, we supposed to bring a couple of them of the barbers on here. Yeah. And the $100 cut, you get not, you know, I don't necessarily agree, but if this one $100 cut, yo, he paying $100, he, he, in, the, he in the seat next. That's kind of messed up. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, money talk. Yeah, and, but and, I I, and I got a, a haircut but, and you didn't even say anything. I cut my beard off. Uh, I see. You didn't I mean, even say anything. I, did you want me to stop your uh your, your presentation of your audio skills? Just acknowledge me. <laughs> I mean Tell me I look nice. Man, I'm glad you got a goatee. You look more like me now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> tell <laughs> you me look I'm more handsome. like me. I, I don't go that far. But uh, you know, I like the goatee though. I like your pink shirt. Yeah, it looks pretty fly. It's me? rambling robes. You know what I'm saying? That too. <laughs> you feel me? Um, who get the who mans is this week? <laughs> uh, I'm, it's the target. The, the niggas who's stealing from the self-checker. So I tweet that like I've never, I be seeing people talking about like I've never stole from the checks, the self-checkout. And then everybody explains to me how I'm silly and I'm stupid. And you should be stealing too. Fuck are you talking about? I don't steal. I ain't a fucking thief. Like, I don't steal. If mm-hmm. you steal, you'll kill. That's how I believe it. Says the nigga who carries a gun on him everywhere. Because niggas who steal will try I, to kill I support me. That. For my for, I support for, that. for Because if you steal, what won't you steal for? And if I if I catch you stealing, you don't want to get caught. You know, somebody, I just don't like a thief. Somebody gave me a little a good piece of advice the other day, and I never looked at it like that. They was like, if somebody breaking your house during the day, they coming for your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. TVs, PlayStation, shit mm-hmm. like that. So they break in at night, they coming, coming for, for your life. life. Mm-hmm. Well, I almost think if they come in f- in the daytime, they coming for your life. Because, nigga, you're not even trying to hide. You're not trying to sneak in while I'm asleep. It's broad daylight. That's the point is they're hoping that you're not there. 
Yeah. Oh, I get yeah. you. I get you're you. at work. You're supposed to not be here. Why is you here? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. p.m. Why are you not at work? But like, yo, niggas work from home nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I don't know. It's the same way. I'm, I'm always I, again. I have my backup all the time, but I've been shot before. Mm. Ain't gonna happen again. Okay. It's just not. And that's president shoot me, gonna have to kill me. I mean, that that would probably make you look at things a little mm-hmm. bit differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been shot at. <laughs> God bless. God willing, I, I, you know, I didn't, but I've been shot they at. Missed. And I've been, you know, mm-hmm. never again. Uh, well, hopefully never again. All right, Cat. Uh, so, this, Cat, you listen to the show. You know, at the end, this is the benediction. We open it up for our guests. Give people your socials, where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, and just whatever you want to share with the folks about you. Uh, we everywhere on uh, social media at the uh, I'm Not a Sneaky Drunk I Am Pod. Uh, or you can just type in The Sandwich Crew. And that's, that's how you get a hold of us. Okay. Look, it's your man, Dame, three underscores, 313 on Instagram. TikTok and Twitter at me talk to me I will talk back look bitch it's real simple when you see the blue and the black you know where the fuck you at it is shop talk podcast book some motherfucking time uh shout out to Kat for coming through man enjoyed the conversation long time coming uh, oh yeah check out his pod the whole nine yards I like y'all artwork the whole Simpsons thing that y'all had going on and oh shit. yeah that was our original stuff here. yeah I yeah. thought that was pretty cool because I appreciate it when you own the cartoon shit just work mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and like it's just important. Well, it was it was a lifelong dream, like because we grew up with the Simpsons. Yeah. So I was actually a fucking Simpsons came like, oh, this is oh, this I, is I got to yeah. I, off principle, I got to do it. Yeah. So shout out to shout out to you. We appreciate you coming through. Uh, the power of the internet. Mm-hmm. Power yeah. of Clubhouse. You know what I'm yep. saying? The power of relationships that you can build um, by just reaching out to people and and talking and being like a human being and shit mm-hmm. like that. You got to be a human being. Cause this AI is coming for us all Okay <laughs> The AI is coming for us all Burn your computers <laughs> Burn them Yeah what if you get catfish on, on a date by AI It's fake Instagram um, Influencers Like these people don't really exist There's not a person who looks like that in real life It's fucking crazy We're off in the uh, man Like it's fucking crazy Look at the hands though They, 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 they The, the, the AI always be off the, 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 the AI has not Figured out how to do the hands. I'm gonna show y'all these pictures of uh, parties of okay. no one is real in this picture. No, so like crazy. I'm looking at my hand. Like, what's wrong with the hand? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yo, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are J and Day. Hell yeah. Peace. Good shit. How-